0: Guys, we are back today with a new episode of the Ish We Talk. Um, if you don't already, follow us on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon playlist, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I am Lindsay, and this is my cousin Lily.
1: What's up, yeah?
0: And we are here today for episode number four. Yay! <laughs>
1: Yeah, bam, 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 bam. bam. Yeah, that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Episode four, we getting it cracking. Everybody, uh, by now, if you listen to us, you know, you know, she's probably like the uh, the uh, gut part of me. I'm just a shit talker, See. so we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna do a lot of shit talking. Right. I got facts too, though, so don't get it fucked up. But she she's more of the logistics, and I'm more of the maybe my opinion works.
0: See. <laughs> All right. So, where do you want to start today? Should we just dive right into the verses?
1: Let's dive right into the verses. Okay. Yes.
0: So, on the 19th, which was this past Thursday, um we did have a new verses battle. Initially, it was supposed to be Jeezy and TI, but they switched out TI for Gucci Mane. Main, rather. So, what were your initial thoughts when you saw that Ti got switched out for Gucci Mane?
1: I actually thought it was a good thing that uh Ti got um swapped out for um for Gucci because I am a uh I'm I'm a fan of trap music, so I like Gucci. I I, I fuck with Jeezy. I fuck with Ti. I, I knew hands down that Ti and the Jeezy's verses would not be um a uh, good because you you're, you're baiting two different you, you're baiting two different bosses uh up against each other and they don't, they in two different like they both bosses like don't get it twisted T.I. and Jeezy are bosses real shit I don't y'all can talk that shit like I ain't from Atlanta I don't know what I'm talking about none of that shit I just go through what facts are these niggas are with partnerships Buying and selling and owning property in Atlanta alone, that says something to me. Mm-hmm. Because that's saying um that not only can Atlanta grow, it is growing by black hands. Mm-hmm. And them two niggas is doing that shit. And uh regardless of that, like uh to pit them two against each other would be wrong because TI's catalog is way better than uh Jeezy's. Yeah way better. Yeah. And so I didn't want to be in that situation where Jeezy's catalog is so similar to uh, Gucci's. Even though it's better, like, hands down it's better than Gucci's, because Gucci got a lot of mixtapes and shit. You can't really um, find too many uh, plaques that, that Gucci got. It was more of a, a, a fit, especially because of the beef that they, they got going anyway. They 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 both went through street shit, and we all found out about him, even us in the middle of the map. And they still continue to, you know what I'm saying, to become great. The thing is, Gucci never excelled as far as Jeezy uh, did. And I wanted to see him excel. Like, I thought this versus battle, would, you know what I'm saying, would show that he excelled. But this versus battle showed me that he was thinking, still like a trap nigga. Yeah, and the it you know it didn't put a bad taste in my mouth, but it made me understand like hands down, Jeezy is just the undefeated winner of what everybody deems as trap music, cause he's still a trap nigga. Unlike T.I. T.I. did a lot of things to try to eliminate him from the trap. Uh, Jeezy just um like tries to buy everything. So that's just the epitome of a trap nigga, because that's what us trap niggas do. Anybody that grew up selling any type of thing, we want to buy everything. We want everything to be ours. That's what Jeezy does with the partners that he work with. Um, and Gucci just showed me that he is not on that level.
0: Yeah. Um. I noticed that, too. That was that was pretty clear. And it was, uh, well, first, let me just say, um, I was a casual listener to Gucci Mane. I'm, I'm not going to sit up here and I'm the biggest fan. I was far from that. I didn't realize how many Gucci Mane songs I liked until after he got out of jail. When he got out of jail, I there was one particular day I was running a bunch of errands and I just played Gucci Mane. Um Mane playlist. and that's when I realized like, yo, he got a lot of songs I actually like
1: mm, He got a lot of you track. know,
0: but um, uh, it wasn't until like the first day out that I realized that he just you can tell that his mindset has not elevated at all. None. It's been since so icy, it's been about fifteen years mhm. And he just the look, just the shit he was saying, talking about how much his outfit cost, talking about look at what that nigga got on. Like I get the whole cheap shot thing, but then it was just like, dude, who gives a shit about how much your jewelry is, you know? And then he was like, let's do a um a, a fashion versus, and Jeezy's. <laughs> Comeback was so ether-like. He was like, wow, let's do a real estate challenge. Yes. You know? And that's where it's at. You know what I'm saying? Then he tried He tried to come at him about where he's from. He was like, well, I don't know where this nigga from, but my hood is like five minutes away from here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I don't think everybody had caught that initially because I don't think everybody no, I realized. Thought, I,
1: I thought that was dope.
0: Right. But I don't think everybody realized that Jeezy's not from Atlanta. Mm-mm. And when he said that shit, nobody I was realized like, that until that, that and,
1: and right. Into
0: the verses. Right. But I've been knowing that. I've been because like I was in, I was um in Atlanta, living in Atlanta, going to school in Atlanta, um, so Icy came out. And that was around the same time that Boys in the Hooded came out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I knew he wasn't from Atlanta. He's from Macon. And so when he said that shit, I was like, damn. And I was texting my friend back and forth, and I had to tell him, like, yo, Jeezy's from making." So, that was, like, a low, kind of, like, a low blow. You know what I'm saying? Because he cause he was like, I don't know where that nigga from. But And then, Jeezy said later on, you know, I ain't born and raised in here, but I got a lot of real estate that I bought yeah. around here. So, and I feel like just the fact that Jeezy was able to come at him to do the verses. I felt like that was a um a testament to his growth, but then in the same sentence, it's like Gucci has a complete a completely legitimate reason not to fuck with Jesus. Yes, you know. What yes, I'm he has a one hundred percent great reason not to fuck with him. So I get the whole him playing that um. That diss song, where well, he was like, It's not a diss song, it's a real song. Yeah. And, I, and then TZ had to make that whole um, speech. But I was just like, I get it, but damn, he didn't have to go there.
1: My thing is this. Um, regardless of us, them two niggas know the bad blood that they had. Uh, for a nigga to give you an olive branch, yeah, you gonna talk your shit, but the thing is to play checkers on that shit. Jeezy knew. Play chess. Uh, excuse me. Play <laughs> chess. Yeah. Um. Jeezy knew that this nigga was gonna use this as a trump card. Uh. I I I keep saying this. I've said this to countless people. Um. That have asked me about this fucking battle. I've said this at my job. I said this to. Uh, My brother, all this. I cannot fault any man that talks down about another man who tried to kill him. I would never ever, I can never ever fault you for that because you have every right to do that. That man tried to take you off a swivel and you end up having the upper hand. If you want to call that nigga a bitch ass nigga to suck dick to his die, to he die, you have every right to say that. So I don't have no problem with that. My thing about it is, if you knew that's what you were coming with, that that can't be your dagger. That can't be your, uh, your trump card. That can't be your, um, you know, your underlining. You know how niggas play uh, games, uh, you know, that little secret compartment. That can't be none of that. Uh, that should have been... One of those things where either I'm not gonna either I'm I'm not gonna bring this song up or I'm gonna bring this song up off the flip, nigga, to let you know this is what it is. He the only reason why he pulled that trump card out is because of the plaques that Jeezy was giving. Jeezy was giving him songs that had plaques behind them. And he felt a certain way. Because at the end of the day, Jeezy's still bitter. Like let let we we can cut the bullshit aside. We can we can talk that that uh I guess safe talk, but I'm gonna just keep it 100, nigga. That nigga got a lot of bitterness behind him because he killed the nigga and he still wasn't able to stop you. Let's just keep it 100 because all of us know anybody that's ever been in any situation like that. If you kill a nigga in a situation and get away with it, you stop that, you you stop that movement against you. If anything, he wouldn't even uh he, he couldn't even stop the movement against him. Jeezy still against him and not fucking with him still became who Jeezy was. So that's a bitterness that nigga Gucci got that'll never go nowhere.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, you gotta think. That nigga told him straight up, you can bring anybody to me. And I send them back to you for free. He said this on live TV. Live. This is live. He's telling this nigga to his face. He's so mad. I still a killer nigga. They fuck with you. He told this nigga that. Like let's let's not let's not sugarcoat this. Jeezy went totally thug and told that nigga we gon' we gon'. We're going to undig this nigga Pookie Low. And we're going to smoke this nigga. And I'll smoke anybody else you bring to me for free and send them back to you. He wanted to disrespect him on a street level because he knew he couldn't surpass him on a music level. But this this was about music. So... And, and that's why I said this is a chess game, because Jeezy knew that. And Jeezy had a spiel. Only thing I will say was fly to me, because if I'd have said that shit to a nigga, I'd have looked that nigga dead in the eye. Jeezy did not look up from the ground when he said that shit to him. And I don't know if it was because of his mourning pass over his nigga, like, let's keep it 100. This dude killed his partner. So I don't know if it was one of them where and beat the case. yeah and beat the case. So I don't know if it was one of them where you 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 still gotta look at the ground because you still it, it's still an unresolved issue. But if I if I had that song that Jeezy had and I had that fucking spill that Jeezy had before he dumped that song out, I'd have looked Gucci dead in the motherfucking face. Because I ain't scared of you, bro. I ain't scared of you. You can kill a thousand niggas. That don't mean shit to me. Because I ain't none of them niggas.
0: That was one hell of a speech.
1: (laughs) That was. It was a hell of a speech. But it would have been great if he would have stared him in the face. He looked down at the ground the whole time. The
0: whole time. Yeah. And I watched that speech about two or three times. And I was just like, it's a great speech. But you're right. He didn't look him in his face. Like, I would have probably had to walk over there and say that to him. Like, but that was more than social distancing, d- social distancing reasons why they were separated. <laughs> so, so I get it. Um, I just.
1: But they still go to a club together?
0: Yeah. They buried the hatchet. Like, if you knew he was going to go on ahead and bury the hatchet at the end of the verses, why did you even play that song?
1: Exactly. That was That's my where time.
0: I was like.
1: Because, I mean, because you already know going in, I'm a is Yes. You know what I'm saying? It was deadest before y'all went in. That was the reason why y'all did that.
0: That's why y'all
1: did it. But uh, he did that because he felt a certain way. And that nigga, Zay, I love Zaytoven. Zaytoven drops dope-ass beats. But let's not get it twisted. Zaytoven is one of them niggas that feel like he is jaded in the music industry. He feels like he's better than what people think he is. And I, I honestly I feel like he is, too.
0: I agree,
1: and that was the only reason why I jumped on Gucci's side, and because he has that 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 type of chip on his shoulder, I understand why he was like shit. When push comes to shove, we're gonna throw this song out because so was he Zayton already be has a DJ? yes. Okay. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let me take that a lot back. I don't know for sure if it was you no. Know I'm saying if Zaytoven was his DJ at the time. But I know it was Zaytoven's company, so it was somebody under Zaytoven if, if it wasn't Zaytoven, period. Okay. Yeah,
0: because I couldn't see neither one yeah, of them. Yeah, I, I was about to say,
1: I couldn't see him. Yeah. So I'm not going to I'm not gonna say it was Zaytoven that was actually there, but I know he orchestrated that whole thing. I do I know for a that. fact Because you know that's real close. Yeah. real close. Yeah. Like, he was in his
0: wedding.
1: I do know oh. for a fact Zaytoven orchestrated that whole, you know what I'm saying, DJ thing on Gucci side.
0: Yeah, um, um, I'm not gonna sit up here and act like I knew every song, <laughs> cause I didn't, I had to Shazam a couple of them tracks. No
1: one did, let's just keep it, <laughs> if you not from Atlanta, if you ain't from motherfucking, uh, let's see, uh, uh, Atlanta, Augustus, uh, maybe parts of Louisiana and Florida, some of those songs you never heard from Gucci.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I have a love-hate relationship with Jeezy. Because I loved him in Boys in the Hood, and I didn't like how he left Boys in the Hood. So, I, it was some tracks you just cannot deny from Jeezy. So I was reluctantly liking him when he started on his own. But it wasn't until the recession that I was like, I am all in for Jeezy. I fucking love the recession. Really? Yes. Cause I it I was so mad. I was so mad about how Boys in the Hood turned out.
1: That wasn't his fault.
0: But I was still mad. I didn't care. I was mad. That still
1: wasn't his fault. I don't
0: care. I was mad. <laughs> That's but he had he had some hits. Like actually. My favorite Jeezy song is on TM 101. Um, Jeezy. And he played that, I was, I was done. I was like, he won.
1: I'm but. telling you, thug motivation. From <laughs> thug motivation yeah. 1 to uh, uh um uh to uh, 103. I don't think Jeezy ever slipped, and that's just my opinion. I think he stuck to what it was and 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 he grew every album i i think that's the difference and i think a lot of people don't give him
0: i don't see the growth especially now like in his like albums over the past few years he will get out and he will do these press um junkets and he will talk about all this growth that he has done and all this kind of stuff so we thinking we got to get some new shit and it'd be the same shit I, I have not seen any growth in him in the past few years that I've just been turned off. Like, he was supposed to have growth with the autobiography. He was supposed to have growth with um that, what was it? The one that got the holy water song on it. Damn. It came out a couple of years ago. Uh, oh, please.
1: We're all looking. We're We're looking through our phones right now. Yeah. I want y'all to know this. So y'all Church
0: in it. These Streets. Yeah, he was supposed to have growth on that album. He was supposed to have growth on the scene Church in all. These
1: Streets wasn't really... But see, that's my thing, though. But I did say... He was
0: supposed to have growth on Trapper Dot. Like,
1: but my thing, I, I did say, from Thug Motivation mm-hmm. to TM103, was what I seen the growth
0: Right, of. right, right. So... So he's been stagnant
1: yeah I, I know what I'm saying that was, that's my thing for but as you say he's stagnant um I'm not even gonna say that i i'm 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 not gonna say say he's he's just just at a point where he's making more money than he is uh being in the streets mm-hmm. so he can only still talk about what he knows from the street. And so, but yeah, that so is stagnant. Years. That is being stagnant. Yeah. That is and there's being...
0: other people that have done it too. Like, T.I. ain't still in the streets no more. But you see so much growth from I'm serious to the Libra.
1: You but he man? also has, uh, like, young, uh, he has grown children. So
0: cheesy.
1: Yeah, but we don't hear about him being around those children.
0: True. And Gucci Man did bring that up.
1: Yeah,
0: Yeah, because the only time you really heard about his son was when he beat the shit out of him. Exactly. But, I don't know. I just... I just ain't been like... I've never been like this big, huge Jeezy fan, but there was a point where I was like all in. I
1: was a big, huge Jeezy fan.
0: But I haven't been all in with Jeezy over the past few years. Like, when he came out with... It was, I, think it, I think I think was so disappointed when he came out with Church in the Street because man, of man. how he talked it up with all this growth that he's done. And then when you hear the album, it's like it's the same old shit. But the
1: thing is, um, see, because I get that. I get you having your disdain against him mm-hmm. for him talking about growth, but his album being the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, his movements outside of music. Was not the same, so he was telling mean. the truth. He was actually telling the truth. Mm. The thing is, I mean, because it's People one tell thing telling
0: the truth with his life, just not yeah, it with it
1: his life. Because it's one thing. It's um, uh, the thing about being a jack of all trades is you're a master of none. Mm-hmm. So he's not a master of music, mm-hmm. but he has transcended past it. Yeah. And he has transcended past trap.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, that's why I respect Jeezy for. Uh, I don't know how everybody else looks at it, but I respect Jeezy on that level because not only has he transcended past music as far as where his money comes from, mm-hmm. he has transcended past trap for where his money comes from. So he's on a mentally, he's on a whole different fucking journey. Mm-hmm. So we gotta respect that. Even if he gives us music that we like, nigga, that's 94 rap. Right? He's only doing it because it's just comfortable for him to make music. Yeah. That's a comfortable spot for him. Yeah. It's not like he's trying to, he ain't trying to change nobody in music no more. At one point, he did. At one point, he was trying to change what music was. That's why it wouldn't be trapped without the trifecta of T.I., G Z and Gucci. Mm-hmm. It would not be trapped right. if it wasn't for those niggas. He's past
0: that.
1: Right. He's past trying to change you from music.
0: Yeah. Okay. I give you that. I give you that. Um, so one thing I did notice was the fact that they went all these rounds and they still had stuff in their arsenal. That they didn't even touch.
1: Well, Gigi had. G-Z Gucci had did re- too. Gucci got straight shit. But he got. Tape shit.
0: He got Freaky Girls. That was a huge song. And he did not play it. And Jeezy had. And then what? And that was a huge song. And he didn't play it. And I, and I just knew we was going to hear those two.
1: Jeezy had at least three songs. That I thought. Should have been played. That did not be. What? Um, I don't know. So I'm going to pull the shit
0: up. I thought that um, I thought, you know, both of them, you know, they're still they're still relevant. And so we see them, you know, consider we see them a considerable amount of time throughout these years. And I thought that both of them Outside of the music, both of them look good. They kept self up, kept themselves up. So that was good to see.
1: I mean, well, you know, um, Gucci uh, definitely got one up because you know he was in prison that whole time. Yeah. And like you know, so he didn't get to have he didn't get to have the luxuries of outside. So he got
0: yeah
1: he got preserved. He got he got real preserved. Yeah.
0: Um, and then he lost the weight. Jeezy
1: yeah. just hands he got down his mental took- state together too jiji did
0: but remember that
1: versus shows you that gucci did not
0: no 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 i'm talking about the crazy gucci remember when he was having like mental breaks and stuff like that you can kind of tell that either he's on something medically that's helping him with that because he's he's not doing no he hasn't done no he hasn't had a mental break in a long time publicly you yeah. know, so you can kind of tell that he's getting his mental health together. And that's, that's a positive thing.
1: That's true.
0: You know, that's true.
1: Because but he was
0: in a dark place, a very dark place. I
1: don't know. I don't when know. He, that. When
0: he was having those, um, rants and stuff, talking about how he, um... He fucked Nicki Minaj and how Nicki and, um, what's his name? Tyga had turned their back on him and they didn't want to do a song with him. Remember when he like was doing all those tweets and stuff? It was like before he went to jail. That's what I was about to say. That, that was
1: before he went to jail shit. Yeah. That's...
0: But that's what I'm saying. Like you you haven't really got that out of him in a really long time. So I felt like publicly his mental health is pretty good. Now he's not mature. As much as Jeezy, of course. And that was no. on display. But as far as like his mental health is concerned.
1: They don't have I'm on title, y'all. And I'm trying to go through uh Jeezy's playlist. And it doesn't have any of his albums. And so I can't really give y'all okay. sounds like that's weird as fuck. It like compilations, but these compilations are with other people. Okay, EPs and singles. Let's see. Oh, no. Okay. One thing I will say um, that Jeezy should have played was My President is Black. Yes. My Lambo is Blue.
0: And I'd be goddamn if my rims ain't too. Listen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when he did that whole real estate comment I would have came right at that shit
0: yeah
1: I would have came right back with that that's one thing I will say uh, cause I'm a Jeezy fan Jeezy. I'm a Gucci fan too so don't get it twisted um I just like trap music <clears throat> but I feel like uh that my, my president is black. Um, let's see what else when he came, uh, when, when Gucci did that, uh, once, uh, uh, um, the, lemonade song. the lemonade song. I should, I felt like Gigi should have came out with Super Free. Mm. I yeah. feel, because you gotta match a nigga flow for flow.
0: But, I feel like he probably was saving Super Freak for when he thought he would play uh, Freaky Girls. Yeah. Yeah, so.
1: Because I was waiting on Super Freak to play.
0: hmm Super Freak's a good one. Now, did you notice <laughs> Gucci stood up the whole time. That motherfucker was
1: red deep. Well, that's what cocaine do to you.
0: You think he's on cocaine?
1: Yeah, I think he's on cocaine.
0: I just thought he was hype because he
1: was just ready. It's one thing to be hype because you want to fight a nigga, but this was already played out. They already had a plan for this,
0: mm-hmm.
1: both of them. So it wasn't even no reason for you to be that hype if you would. If, if when you know it's already going down a certain way mm-hmm. and you can't go over there and touch him,
0: yeah.
1: The only reason why you standing up there is you standing up because you know you got security. And, uh, you know, you got people that's going to, uh, know what I'm saying, it's going to stop you. And, you know, he got security and people that's going to, you're only doing it for the camera or you're high as shit. <laughs> is, uh, that is, those are my two reasons. You got, one, is because, you know, it's a contingency plan with the people outside of what you are. And two, it's because you're high as shit. Yeah. And I really believe that he was high as shit. And only reason why I say that, and I don't, I don't judge Gucci, I'm not going to say, like, I've seen this nigga do cocaine or none of that shit, but I have seen when Gucci um, first got out and how he was hanging with regular niggas, and he was just geeked the fuck out doing fucking fake ass Sammy Davis Jr. splits up and down the motherfucking thing, in every outfit he had on and doing all the fucking TikTok dances. The nigga be high.
0: Allegedly.
1: <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> that, but that's high shit. That's high nigga shit.
0: I mean.
1: If y'all caught me anywhere on <laughs> some. Because everybody knows me. I be trying to crack jokes. I try to do everything. But when, when I'm in public, I am a very somber person. When you catch that person that's like me in public. Still wild as fuck and acting Manny? It's because he's high. That's the only way I'm going to act real dumb, retarded anywhere. It's because I'm high. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I don't give a fuck. Because I know somber or high, I probably could beat the shit out of you. (laughs) Well.
0: Um... I, I was glad to see that, uh, they pieced it up at the end, but time will tell on how authentic that moment was.
1: I believe it was real authentic, real shit. I do believe it was real authentic. I think, um, um, that was, a uh, Gucci's, uh. His only way to get pot shots off.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because I watched the whole thing. This nigga called him a pussy. Called him a bitch. He did everything he, he did. could do. He did. That he always wanted to do. Yeah. He did everything he ever wanted to do. Even when uh GZ tried to go through that spiel. And that nigga told him off the dribble. If I can't be street. I told you off the flip. I wouldn't do this shit at all. Yeah. So they he had an understanding. Yeah. Of what Gucci was going to be. This wasn't about Gucci winning. This was about Gucci saying how he felt about Jeezy. Yeah. Period. This whole fucking time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I mean, and especially with them having that conversation, Jeezy knew that that song was coming. Yes. So Jeezy was prepared to make that speech after the song.
1: It would. would have been a great speech if he looked him in the face, It would've. especially with the sound that came. Right, because he
0: was he was looking huh. down, pa- pacing back and forth, all this kind of stuff. If he would have stood right there and looked at him, it would have been perfect. But they both was like pacing back and forth and stuff like that, and uh, but you know, did you see the video of them going to the compound? No uh Gucci had armed security standing outside of his uh caravan of cars like he was prepared for war. I believe it yeah he definitely was prepared for war. I believe it he was like I'm I'm not you still not going to shoot my ass I'm still going to have upper hand. <laughs> this is this has been a 15
1: year feud like regardless of what how we think about it because We're way the fuck away from these niggas. Regardless of how we think about it, this is a feud that not only lasted 15 years, but it lasted long enough for both of them to make adequate money. Mm -hmm. And when I say adequate money, I mean both of them has made more money than anybody that you know that got somebody killed. So just think about that one time, yeah. cause both of them from the streets, but both of them made way more money than they have ever seen a nigga get killed for. So if you didn't think these niggas was gonna have security, y'all <laughs> stupid as fuck. <laughs> I didn't see niggas get killed for nothing. Yeah. So if I had the money that they had, yes, I am going to have security. I'm going to have a nigga sitting on the roof three blocks away with a scope, just in case. Just in case.
0: I'm going to burn this bitch down, here. I'm, t- I'm
1: saying, <laughs> bro, if they kill me, listen. My nieces and my nephews cannot think I'm a bitch. Burn this motherfucker to the ground.
0: Man. Yeah, so. I feel like at the end of the day, the
1: culture won. You know. The you culture know, did win. All the culture, the culture all trap music mine. will be forever. Sorry, 2 chains. <laughs> because you want to act like you're a forefather of, of, of trap. You just, you affiliate. a affiliate. you affiliate.
0: Who do you think is the forefather? Because me personally, I'm going to go for T.I.
1: I'm not going to go for T.I. I'm not yeah. going to go for T.I. for trap music only because true enough. T.I. is the first one that went mainstream with trap music. Okay. Um, but but I'm not gonna give TI that. Uh it's a lot of underground niggas that, that started that shit before T.I. did, and TI just represented it to the fullest. So um I can't, I can't, I don't know a lot of niggas that came before TI, but I know OG the juice man did, and he's trapped official, you know, uh, uh, D, uh, D4L before they had, they, that, that, that Laffy Taffy shit, they were official trap names, you know, uh, even, even T.I. has to say that even though he shot down Shorty Low, uh, he still, you know what I'm saying, lets everybody know that D4L was before him and was talking about trap shit, he just made trap music, uh, popular, um. So mm-hmm. I can't give him that. I if 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 I was to give anybody um like real credit for trap music, mm-hmm. I, oh shit, ooh. You know what it would be? Any it and is crazy because he came out when the crunk music era though, but he talked about dope. He was just wild though. Didn't nobody pay attention to him, and that's uh fucking. Pastor Troy.
0: Pastor Troy? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. And uh, cuz he talked about he, he talked about trap music, he was just in a crunk era.
0: Um He he's on the fence between crunk and trap.
1: Yeah.
0: He's he's the only one that I can say.
1: That's it. Yeah, that's it. I I mean I I can't I give TI yeah the torch for carrying that motherfucker and putting a staple on it. Like, hell yeah, T.I. did that. 100%. Yeah. T.I. did that. But if, 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 and just in my personal opinion, I'm just a nigga from Missouri. You know what I'm saying? Like, real mm-hmm. shit. So, I'm only saying what I heard uh, at that time when Trap Music was being born. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I heard, and, and so... My thing would be, I would give it to Pastor Troy.
0: Okay. Okay, right. I can definitely get behind that. Because um, like Pastor Troy in Missouri was not that big. That was like underground shit. In Missouri. Yes. So we weren't too invested. It was like, if you know, you know about Pastor Troy. Mm-hmm. And you may have heard one of his songs in a movie and didn't know who he was listening to. Exactly. But other than that, it was it was some if you know you know. Um, but it was like because he rides that fence, he, he was talking about trap shit on crunk beats.
1: Exactly. So exactly.
0: You gonna get real crunk to his shit and build a marsh pit and do all types of shit. But,
1: but you had no idea. You this had man no idea really what he was talking really talking dope about, music.
0: right? He right, was talking right. dope music, right? So they'll play no more playing in GA at a football game and not really recognize the shit that he. This nigga is talking, talking about.
1: about moving fucking birds. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: this nigga is talking about moving birds, y'all.
0: Yeah. and so and I feel I feel like that's that's a real dope place space to be in you know because you can do both perfectly effortlessly and that's 100% what Pastor Troy
1: did and so he forever get, get gigs to this day yeah and people to still to this day just only relate him and Crunk jandra they really don't understand that this nigga was really talking trap music
0: yeah And a lot of people don't know that he's not from Atlanta.
1: (laughs) No, he's not.
0: (laughs) Oh, what is he from? Augusta?
1: Augusta. Yeah. He is from Augusta. But that's Uh, the thing. Um, this my thing But
0: Georgia's not like Missouri. Like we don't fuck with St. Louis. We don't fuck with Columbia. That's exactly what I was about to say. You know what I'm saying? Georgia is everybody. You gotta everybody is Georgia. You gotta
1: exclude that shit. Like it's uh, a you the only niggas in Atlanta that bring up you're not from Atlanta or petty.
0: Yeah, so Goodyear's okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna keep it really 100
1: <laughs> with you because everybody that I know from Georgia, they represent everybody. everybody. You gotta think. Even we, when we when when I grew up on music, uh our my best group was Outkast from Atlanta. A uh, Goody Mob was before me. But my group was uh was outcast, mm-hmm. and uh big boy was from Atlanta. um Andre three thousand was no, excuse me. it was uh, Andre was from Atlanta. big boy was from Savannah. yeah I didn't know big boy was from Savannah yes, so he it was he a, was a the whole Bears. they they represented a whole Georgia thing, yeah,
0: but
1: you know they went to school together, so he must have moved like, yeah, he like moved okay, but he they were they were knowing he still represented Savannah.
0: Okay.
1: Like so yeah. I grew up in that genre where it wasn't it wasn't no uh difference. If you were from any part of Georgia and was our color you was an AT alien. Right. Period. Period. That's how they, they, they did it yeah. because that nigga was from Savannah and that nigga was from Atlanta but them niggas was the AT aliens Period. Mm-hmm. That's why big boy walks through Atlanta like he's big shit.
0: Yeah. Cause he is. Period. Yeah. And, and then like, Ludacris, you know, ain't necessary from Atlanta. He's nah. like, he from Chicago. I
1: was about to say, yeah, Ludacris yeah. stepped down over everywhere. Yeah. Before he became Ludacris, Ludacris stepped in every fucking dirt hill you can ever think yeah. about.
0: Yeah. And I want to say, like, after his parents' divorces, when he so like he was still an adolescent, but he's not like he's from Chicago, you know. So it's like it's that southern hospitality, I guess. That that southern hospitality mind frame that you're from you're from here, we got you. Period. You know. Now in Missouri, we are gonna make that distinction. You know. I think the only time we pretty much was going up for anybody that wasn't from Kansas City, was Nelly. But Nelly represented Missouri.
1: I was about to say, yeah. Nelly represented... He and represented I ain't even Missouri. gonna say that. I'm even gonna... I, I, cause it, I, I'm gonna go outside of music. I remember when... Um, when the levees broke in Louisiana. And they they were they were just carrying everybody everywhere, and they was calling New Orleans niggas refugees. I know in my neighborhood alone, I grew up on 60th and Park. I know in my neighborhood alone, when FEMA was bringing motherfuckers around, because that's what FEMA was doing, I don't know if uh, a lot of y'all uh, know this, but what FEMA was doing, instead of giving them housing there, they were just shipping, shipping them the up. fuck out. Mm-hmm. And so,
0: Houston, Kansas City, Detroit. Yes. Yeah,
1: so, out. All, the little, uh, all the little spots, all, all the little houses that we thought was bullshit. FEMA came through, painted a little bit, put a chandelier here, it didn't fix the house up for what it was worth. No. But they did a little bit and they put them in there. I knew them a them lot in. of I knew a lot of motherfucking New Orleans niggas and I love them niggas because them niggas was really 100. Them niggas knew that they were in a different climate and they were in a different uh, state and whatever nigga took care of them is who they took care of. So I want to represent all my New Orleans niggas that I know. I love y'all to death because y'all love my hood and we loved y'all back. Like 100. It's still niggas to this day that I you know what I'm saying. It's New Orleans niggas that actually got to go back home, but still rep 60th and part. And I know what I'm saying, and I, I respect that because that we, we We didn't have no ill will towards y'all for real because we knew the circumstances y'all went through. And we didn't like the whole deal of motherfuckers calling y'all refugees when y'all grew up where we grew up in. Y'all grew up in this soil. Y'all are US citizens. So we wasn't calling y'all refugees. What we called y'all was Six O' Park niggas. You niggas was Parker Brothers. And y'all know that shit. That's why y'all buy my merch. That's why y'all fuck with me to this day. I know a lot of you niggas, shout out to a lot of y'all. I'm not gonna name no names. Cause that's too much to that. but I fuck with you New York. Uh, I mean, excuse me, you New Orleans niggas. and y'all know I do.
0: Yeah. Well, alright. That
1: yeah, so, I was I was a long winded drive. I'm sorry. That's one hundred. I'm just keeping it real. No,
0: no, no, no. That was good. So that was the end of the verses. Um, at the end of the culture one, happy for them both that they was able to piece it up. Because
1: um, it was planned. Shout out <laughs> to motherfucking Jeezy. Yeah. Uh,
0: shout out For being to, a boss. He's
1: a boss. Yeah. He's a boss. Uh, Gucci is a veteran trapper. It's a big difference.
0: Yeah. But shout out to Swiss Beast and Timberland for giving us this uh, platform of entertainment during the quarantine times. Um, so shout out to them. All right.
1: Them niggas so, look like your oodles of money, baby. Dude.
0: Dude. So, um, next we can talk about um, Buster Arms.
1: Buster? What it is right now? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So, I fucked with Buster. I, I'm yeah, a Buster fan.
0: I can tell. <laughs> So like a couple weeks ago, he came out with a new album, Exten- Extension Level Event Two. Um, the first one came out in like the late nineties,
1: Yeah.
0: and now he's coming up with a sequel. So, what are your um, what are your thoughts overall for the project?
1: One um. I'm a Buster, I, uh, again, I'm a bus fan, so I have to break this down to you. Um, I love the way he uh, incorporated the first one to the second one because he is, uh, not only is uh, Buster just a phenom- uh, phenomenal lyricist, he is also a, um, a Muslim, and he is also a chapter of the... Um, uh, the Muslims in New York that were, uh, more, um, dang, I don't, I don't know the name of these guys, and, I, you know what I'm saying, that's no downplay, y'all, uh, that's just me, uh, from being in Missouri, trying to figure out, you, you know what I'm saying, what you guys were, but, um, because I studied Rakim and all that, they were Muslims that, that, that studied the alphabet on an Islamic level, and they, they and they thought different things, so it was chapters, it was different chapters like they were um like like the 5th letter and the 12th letter and all uh, that like Buster is a descendant of that that's why the leaders of the new school meant so much for hip hop in New York at one time because they were students of this uh teaching uh Buster has always been a part of that and I've known that through all of his, because I'm a Buster fan. I've known that through all of his fucking uh, albums. And I love the, uh, I guess, the the full circle of it. Mm-hmm. Because um, I remember through every Buster album, he always, from from 90, what was that, 94? No, 95 it was 95 till so now he always had a countdown mm-hmm. okay. he always had a countdown to it being something different mm-hmm. you know even w- when it when it was uh b- before it came 2000 like buster always his is his, his intros and all that he kept telling niggas it's only five years left mm-hmm. and then um in 2000, he was like, it's only six years, only 12 years left. Like, he's always been a a, a character of this teaching, mm-hmm. where it wasn't like the destruction of Earth, it was a whole rearrangement. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. on top of being a Muslim, he was a, he he was a product of this teaching. Okay. And so, uh, for me, extinction level event two. Uh, the first one, two, three, four, five, five four, five. Five songs. The first five songs um, that you listen to is actually Buster telling you uh, the growth of his teachings. Okay. And I really respect that. Okay. How do you do? I, I mean, because it's other songs, but yeah. I'm, just, uh, I'm just like, how do you, because I'm a different, I'm a whole different genre when it come to Buster.
0: Yeah. You know, going into it, I mean, I knew it was coming out, and then when you said that we should talk about it, I just was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, okay, man, yeah. fuck this nigga.
0: Not fuck this nigga, but I just I've never been that big of a bluster fan. Um, That's I crazy. liked him. I liked him when he was skinny. Not so much when he got fat. Um, and I never listened to a full album. So this was my first. Full album listening. The first few tracks, which is funny that you say that about the first few tracks, because the first few tracks for me was like this is some New York shit.
1: No, it ain't New York.
0: I'm not here for it. But it it
1: ain't though. It's a teaching. It's actually a teaching. I get what you're saying
0: now, but one, well, when I listened to it, it was just, it was, it was just so New York. And I like New York, and I like so New York, but sometimes it can be just. So much in New York that it'll turn me off. So I was just like, okay, but then it took a it took a turn. It did. And when it took the turn, that's when I started feeling the album more. And and it was good from that turn all the way to the end for me. Um, I like the song with Mary J. Blige. I like the song yeah, with uh, Mariah Carey.
1: You do, I don't? I don't like the song with Mariah Carey. I like the song. I I, I
0: appreciate it because. It was like basically doing doing an updated version of um
1: Baby, Give, give it, it to me, me I, give I give it, it. So I, I respect that in. I just didn't like I didn't like Mariah
0: Well oh. she's not the 90s Mariah Yeah I didn't like you her. know Yeah
1: 2020
0: Mariah don't got that don't got that vocal of I thought
1: Buster, I, I thought Buster was dope
0: Yeah but I didn't I mean, like Mariah Their song together their old song together is a classic uh, so as not... soon as you hear like it could have been scoopity poop on that motherfucker as soon as you hear that beat and it's an updated version of that beat yeah. you're all in yeah you know what i'm saying so i like the song with rhapsody um that was like a different perspective of the whole baby mom and baby daddy i really situation. did thought that so was, I, I thought that was it. awesome yeah yeah. So that was I the first time
1: it. i ever um yeah. Well, no, I take that lot back. That's not the first time I ever thought that Rhapsody actually, um, like put her, or her foot on niggas' necks and rap. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the first time I ever heard her do it on a Veterans Place uh, playlist. Mm-hmm. Well, I was like, that's really dope. That that's a, that's a different side of you know what I'm saying from her. Cause mm-hmm. nobody would, nobody would expect Rhapsody of everybody. You know what I'm saying of anybody. To even have that type of you no, know I'm saying mentality that that can rap this. Mm-hmm. So to me, that was actually right. fulfilling, right. fulfillingly dope for me as far as rhapsy. Like that gave me food, uh, lyrical food for me to actually respect you more because I always respected you, but sometimes I just think that you don't give you give them that iron uh, that you need to yeah. give them.
0: Yeah, and this is probably my first time ever really paying attention. Yeah, because you said you really didn't yeah.
1: pay. And I, I really hate that, because you got to listen to her. I ain't yeah. saying that she's the dopest. Because yeah. sometimes, I, I, like I, I told you, it's just sometimes, some things just seem a little, mm, I, I just don't want to shit on this nigga like I could do. Yeah. And I know you got enough, I know you lyrical enough to sh- go ahead and shit on this now. I don't give right. a fuck if you're a veteran and not shit on it. Right, right, right. Because
0: that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. I mean? But it just... I appreciated the song because it, it was a different aspect of that type of situation. Um, And then what I thought when I was listening to it is you can tell that they had some conversations about how this song was going to be. Go. Yes. And I would really love to be privy to that conversation. You know what I'm saying? Just the whole thought process, the concept, and how they mapped it out. Like, you could definitely tell that they didn't just send each other
1: tracks. It was just like, dude. No, Trump. that was a that, they yeah. they 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 mind jail for that because her verse was a full ass apology.
0: Mhm.
1: And for and a person, yeah, admitting admit fault. her faults. Yeah. And for a person who doesn't and who and for Rhapsody, Rhapsody never went through that situation. Right. And
0: well, so, not as a mother. She made. And not head LJ, head like, as a like
1: exactly not as a mother. So for her to have that. In her fucking uh, Pandora box of verses, it, it, that to me just, that just let me know that, you know, maybe sometimes I might be judging her too early because mm-hmm. she's actually, she's, I, but I always keep telling y'all she dope. Yeah. I just, sometimes I just be like, she should start stepping on niggas' necks. I just feel like Rhapsody, if, if she starts stepping on niggas' necks, she would be more famous because I like her. And I think she sugarcoats too much. Mm-hmm. Like, she, she'll she give you a dope verse, but she she just only sprinkles it with what she could do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, she allows the the star that's already a star to just shine. And I feel she just got to start stepping on niggas' necks. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: And I think that one was an equal thing where she could not only stand on a nigga's neck, but it was an apology and a understanding for a lot of women that that you know if it wouldn't bust her, if it was like fucking the baby, she would be fucking famous.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> like the whole world would be talking about rhapsody right now if the baby and rhapsody came up with that song.
0: Yeah.
1: On the strength of Rap of Rhapsody's verse alone.
0: Yeah, right, right. It definitely would have got more ears. Um now, as far as Chris Rock on the album, how did you feel about it?
1: I that? thought that was dope. Yeah. I thought that was dope because that's in um Buster's damn near 50. But I think Buster is 49, 48. Yeah. Uh so he's damn near 50. So that's his genre. So um I love when when especially when when they have um cameos uh anybody in rap. When they have cameos uh, by anybody that is famous in their age range in their group, I think that is uh, I think that is awesome mm-hmm. because that lets you know um, that we can be relevant like rock stars. Like you know, the Grateful Dead has been doing this since the fucking seventies, and they still sell out concerts for Chris Rock to do, do for to do his shit. Is letting them know that still niggas that are fifty, niggas who are fifty plus, they still listen to Buster and, and and Buster can still sell out a show. I I I respected that. I thought that was dope.
0: Yeah. Um, I was over it.
1: You <laughs> it was over. I was over. Hey people, I did all this good <laughs> shit. I did all this trying to big up Chris Rock. I did all this trying to make that in- the intros. All that I tried to make it look dope yeah. and she just basically put the dagger in it and was like, I am <laughs> done with that fake shit.
0: No, I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna, <clears throat> I'm gonna act like that wasn't my feeling through the album. <laughs> um I I mean I I appreciate appreciate it on a surface level. Like, hey, you had Chris Rock, Chris Rock's a legend. Um I just was over it towards the end. Like it it reminded me of when Chris Rock did um Twisted Fantasy. But I liked him on Twisted Fantasy way better. What? <laughs> yeah. What what? Yeah.
1: What does that even mean though?
0: I don't I don't know. I I thought it was more entertaining on Twisted Fantasy. And then it also reminded me of when Chappelle was on um was, was it? King? No, when Kings are he was on Crump Juice. Was it Crump Juice?
1: But I don't think. But I, I that's the thing. I don't know I don't, why
0: it reminded me of probably because it's a comedian on a rapper's album, but oh uh, because I think he only just did a, an interlude. But I just it it took me to that, but it just it was not, it was not funny, to me.
1: Excuse me. I don't. Now.
0: Like I said, this is my first Ron album that I listened
1: to. so I don't think I, but I wouldn't, you know what? I wasn't looking for it for the comedy thing. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was somebody relevant in his time range. Yeah. And so I wasn't looking, like, I was thinking, like, you know, because it's Chris Rock and Chris Rock's going to try to be funny. Yeah. You know, but I, I never really found Chris Rock that amazingly funny anyway. But I did. stand stands are hilarious? I, I did. The bigger and blacker was uh, the the only thing that I deemed the dopest shit he ever done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I I'm gonna be that nigga that stands oh, on it. Wow. I'll put my fucking Reebok shoe down right now and say bigger that's and the, bigger and blacker was the best. One. That's the first one, right? Yeah. No, no, no. Hell no.
0: That's the one that he had the CR in the back, and it was like a blue um, stage. It was a blue stage. With, yeah, um,
1: yeah, it was the HBO. Special. It was the, H- yeah, it yeah. Was the HBO. The,
0: the best one was the one after that. The second HBO. Special. What? That's the one where he had the album come out with it and everything. Let me see. Well,
1: bigger and Blacker was bigger and blacker. Sorry, y'all. We both on our phones trying to look this shit up. Yeah. Uh, let's see.
0: Wikipedia. Stand up specials. Uh. No, Bring the Pain was the first HBO special.
1: Bring the Pain. Well, Bigger H-Pain and was Blacker was the second one. Bigger, Bigger and Blacker, Blacker was, was the
0: one with the album. Um, that was the
1: best one.
0: Bigger and Blacker was the best one. I get you that, but Bring the Pain was like very freaking good. If if not on the same level as Bigger and Blacker, it was right up under it. Oh, I'm
1: gonna have to I'm I'm to have to watch that shit again because I don't think none was none was bigger than Bigger and Blacker, and then after that it had to be Born Suspect because Born Suspect was actually dope from Chris Rock.
0: Born Suspect?
1: Yeah, that was his first stand-up.
0: Oh, that's probably a big ass
1: show. Really? That's stupid. That ain't what it's called. It's called Born Suspect. Oh, well,
0: this is an HBO special, so maybe. That was was the
1: HBO special.
0: Well, this was in 94. That was in 91. Oh, okay. Oh, and it's a comedy. They got it listed as a comedy album. Oh, Um, that's why. Yeah. Yeah, but um yeah, bigger and blacker was the best one. Now the one he came out with on Netflix was okay.
1: Tambourine? Yeah. I like tambourine because tambourine was uh what a lot of us will never experience and what I want to experience besides the divorce is what it's like to be rich and a nigga in society.
2: Yeah.
1: Like period. Chris Rock actually lets you know how much it is to be a nigga with millions of dollars. And one thing I do respect about him on that, on Tambourine, was I'm so rich, but I know what it's like to have nothing. And as I'm talking about giving and having a divorce, I will give this bitch everything. You know why? Because if I did it once, I can can do do it it again. Period. I respected Chris Rock for Tambourine to the fullest, for real, because it wasn't about I ain't never going to give her nothing. He's, yeah. He was like, I might lose it all, and I don't give a shit. You know what I still have? Audience and stand-up. Yeah. And he knew he could make himself do whatever from there. Yeah. And I, I love Tambourine for that. Yeah.
0: Tamarine was good in that aspect. Like, you can definitely tell that he's been through some stuff and he was able to articulate it very well. As far as funny is concerned, it wasn't that funny.
1: It wasn't that funny. <laughs> but, let's keep it real, anybody that has done stand-up for that long, it's not going to be that funny to you anymore.
0: Yeah, it was entertaining, it just wasn't funny. No. It's just like when um, Dave Chappelle put out that 27-minute stand-up a few
1: months
0: ago, mm-hmm. it was entertaining, but it wasn't funny. But and it I do not supposed think he, to be funny. Yeah,
1: I was about to say, I don't think he meant for it to be yeah. funny at all. Yeah. I think it was him actually telling y'all, like, aside of me being up. funny, yeah. let me tell you how fucked up it is. Mm-hmm. And because I'm saying it, you might find some funny aspects of it Right. because that's what I am, a comedian, but ain't none of this shit funny.
0: Right, right.
1: So, yeah, I, I, that's what I took out of that. Like, yeah, yeah that yeah. last Dave Chappelle shit, I was like, that was just because he, he needed to there get there. a point across.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was so here for what he did, but I was I was not there to laugh. No. You know what I'm saying? I was not there. And to I don't laugh. think he wanted no one to be yeah. there to laugh. Yeah. And, now, and like you said, because he is a comedian, he's going to say things in certain ways that you're going to laugh. That's just like, <laughs> it's so funny because like, i say that about my dad my dad can tell you a story and in all actuality if you write it on paper it's a fucked up story but because it's my dad and the way that he tells stories you're gonna laugh but what he's saying is fucked up you wouldn't you wouldn't want that for your you wouldn't want that for anyone. right, right. <laughs> so but you're gonna laugh so and i feel like i feel like that's what that uh that last Dave Chappelle, 27-minute stand-up was. Okay. But this is way off
1: awesome. subject. <laughs> this is way off awesome. We went from Buster fucking Rhymes to fucking Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle. Yeah. I apologize, y'all, but this is and what shit dad. talk is about. And her dad. <laughs> Shouts out to Lindsay's dad. He's a fucking beast. He's in the talks of Chris Rock and Buster yeah. Rhymes, my <laughs> God, this nigga is amazing. Right. Oh man, Sorry. okay, so no. let's get back to what it was. We're yeah. talking about Extinction Level Event Two. Mm-hmm. Um, my thing is, uh, four uh, uh uh out of five stars, I give it four. Okay. Four out
0: of five? I would say <coughs> I would take three out of five just because the first half i just was not featuring but then when that turn hit it did draw me in it's
1: like what the fuck is this new york nigga talking yeah. about yeah you? you gotta go into the elements and the signs and the signs and on what, what equates the numbers in the sun it's it's a bunch of shit. i don't even know yet like i'm gonna keep it real with you i don't even know yet but i know he's a teacher he, he's a uh a, 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 a scholar and he's also a student of this teaching. That if I find out about it in the next segment, I might say it's a it's a five out of five star, because then I would have like real elements to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. But because I know that, but because I know the teaching he was going through, and because of how he was breaking everything down in them first five fucking songs, <laughs> um, yeah, I gotta give him four out of five. Yeah. Okay. Extinction level event. Go ahead and pick that up,
0: or stream it. Or is stream there a record store? I mean, it's,
1: it's not a record store. I'm sorry, y'all. Like, listen, I keep on forgetting that we don't have shit anymore. Yeah. Everything is just via that used internet. used to be an
0: event to go to the record store.
1: I man, remember Blockbuster Music? Yes. Hey, listen. I got my first Method Man album from Blockbuster Music. How fucked up is that? Wow. That's a
0: really
1: long time. I am a fucking Method Man fan. Yeah. Because of
0: Blockbuster
1: Music. Shout out to Blockbuster Music. Blockbuster music. <laughs> Let's, let's just let that sit with you for a minute.
2: Right.
1: Blockbuster music. That <laughs> shit is no... Ask somebody that is under 30 what blockbuster music is.
0: Right.
1: They really know blockbuster.
0: They going to be like, nigga, they show CDs? Yeah.
1: They going to think it was a whole record label because these niggas stupid.
0: Right. <laughs> Probably. Probably.
1: Real shit, though.
0: So, staying on music in New York, this past weekend, we experienced the re-release of Mary J. Blige's second album, My Life. Which, she re-released the deluxe version with commentary for each track. Which is her second best album. What do you feel is her first album?
1: Her first fucking album. What's the 411? Okay. What's the 411? Was the business?
0: Yeah. You know, I go back and forth. And
1: I was only seven years old when it came out. Shout out to fucking Mary J. For me at seven to know you had the best fucking album ever came out.
0: I go back and forth on what's my favorite. um, Between what's the 411 and my life. But the thing is with my life. My life. She was experiencing a whole lot of fuck shit in her life. And this was, to the general public, common knowledge.
1: She just fucked with trap
0: niggas.
1: (laughs) She fucked with every nigga like me. That before it was called the trap, before it was called Bando, it was just a dope house. We was dope house living. She fucked with so many niggas who was in dope house living. Shout out to Mary J. Go ahead. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but you know, to the general public, we knew that she was going through some fuck shit. We didn't know to the extreme of what it was when she was going through it. We just knew it was some fuck shit going on. Um, and then we kind of had an idea on who it was until years later when it was confirmed on who it was.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> we did not know it was that nigga, though. We did.
0: We didn't. We we kind of had an idea, and then it got confirmed, and then we was like, fuck that nigga. but they still made good music, so we still kept him around, but it was fuck him when it came to the Mary J. Blige shit.
1: I would never on fuck that nigga. I thought that nigga was dope. I mean, yeah. I thought maybe it was Mary's problem.
0: No. So, with her... Putting out the deluxe album with commentary for each track. She did everything but say that man's name. So. But she
1: can't. You know why? Because of the nigga. I, I'm, I'm going to keep it 100 with you. Uh, any nigga who is just that, uh, a certain kind of way and doesn't express itself to you as a woman. Women, y'all won't close it. Y'all want a reason why a nigga's acting this way. Y'all want a y'all wanna notion why this nigga's doing it. He never gave her that. So she can never fully do that until she gets closure from this nigga. And that nigga's never going to give it to her. Mm-hmm. So that's why she didn't mention this name. I'm going to just keep it 100 with you. I ain't going to pull no punches, thought, but I'm going to let her talk.
0: I thought she didn't mention the man name because of legal
1: reasons. Nah, it ain't got nothing <laughs> to do with legal reasons. You know why I say it ain't got nothing to do with legal reasons yeah. is because motherfuckers have put people on blast and they never cleared that shit. Never yeah. cleared it.
0: Yeah. They but just put you on blast. I also thought that maybe she didn't want to give him that light. You know, maybe that's the reason why she was like, I'm not going to say his
1: name. I I, but, don't, no, I ain't even going to say his that because at this point, everybody knows... Uh, it's him and what he's uh, uh, what he's going through right now. If she would have brought that to light, it would give him help. This is this is women, women or just as petty as us fellas. She ain't never gonna mention his name. You know why? Cause she ain't never gonna give him the help he deserves. Cause when she offered it to him, he didn't fucking take it. So she's that that's the reason why his name ain't being mentioned. Cause pussy, I tried to help you. You didn't want it, and then look at you now.
0: Right,
1: I'm look not at going and then look at me. I'm not gonna yeah. give me that Isle of yeah.
0: I mean, you that
2: olive
1: branch. Yeah. And if y'all don't know be, who I'm talking, I'm talking about, I'm talking about KC motherfucking ass. KC JoJo. She, she ain't gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Casey fucked her motherfucking life up. And
0: you know Because he was a piece
1: of shit ass nigga. She mentioned
0: JoJo. She mentioned Devontae. She mentioned Jodicey. She did not mention casey never
1: mentioned casey
0: and that whole album was about motherfucking casey motherfucking because casey. she
1: loved that nigga. She and that, loved that nigga, nigga did dirty a bunch of bullshit
0: yeah and on top of that they they was ending them drugs heavy like i remember when she did behind the music she said that she was on every drug except for crack yeah you know and then some people still trying to put crack on her and i was like But when she did it behind the scenes, Mary did no crack. I would have thought that if she was on some fucking crack, she would have said
1: crack too. Mary then did a lot of cocaine, but everybody was doing cocaine back then. But she never did crack. You know why she never did crack? I'm going to keep it real. It's the difference between Mary J. Blige and Whitney Houston. When crack hit, Whitney was already big. So crack to her was just a new drug for Mary J. Blige. Crack was actually like what, what Mary tried to say in the interview for poor people. And so Mary wasn't doing crack. But when crack really fucking hit for real, Whitney Houston was an up and coming star. So of course she did crack. I'm just, gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna go ahead and put that out. I'm sorry for y'all that you know what I'm saying is gonna be like, not my, not my motherfucking Whitney. Yes, motherfucking Whitney.
0: All right, <laughs> pizza Whitney.
1: RIP to Whitney, (laughs) but yes, Whitney did crack cocaine. You know why? Because she can buy an ounce of pure coke, and she can get her nigga from D.C. to turn that ounce into two of pure motherfucking dope, and you don't think she was carrying that around and smoking that shit? You don't think she was doing that? (laughs) He didn't know a bunch of niggas that was fucking selling dope. She just knew a couple niggas, but she knew where to get the pure from. You don't think she was doing that? If you don't think she was doing that, you niggas stupid. I would have did that shit. You hear me? I would have did that. If I knew good and damn well I had a cocaine problem, but Lindsay can make one ounce into two Pure? Rock that shit up, B. <laughs> we all high in this bitch. We all high in this bitch. Mary J. Blige came from the cloth of that shit was for niggas on food stamps and niggas that were poor. At her point, she was a motherfucker making records, so she couldn't do it. So her generation was different, B. That's it. That's all. If her generation wasn't the same as Whitney, guess what she would have been doing? Smoking fucking crack. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Put up, uh, cause JoJo came, JoJo was a part of that. JoJo's whole family. Mm-hmm. JoJo and KC's whole family came from the music business. Yeah. So they knew crack before we knew crack. Let's just keep it 100. They knew that shit before the streets knew it. So yeah. That that's a whole different genre though.
0: Yeah. Now that we've done with the drug portion of the email. <laughs> <laughs> so, when you listen to the album with the commentary included. Wait, first, let me backtrack. Have you listened to My Life as an Adult?
1: I just I just told you that's what I was doing all day today before I came But here. that
0: was with the commentary, right?
1: No, that was not with the commentary. Okay. That was just pulling it up and listening to okay. it. Okay,
0: so before, the, before they re-released it, have you done that as an adult? No. Okay. Well, a few years ago, I made the mistake of playing that album all the way through at work. And when I tell you, by the end of that album, I was down there in tears at my desk. That album is such a low-down, depressing album. Like, the album came out 25 years ago. I, was I feel
1: so bad that you said that.
0: Duh. I was 12 when it came out. So, me listening to it at 12 and then me listening to it in my 30s is a whole different ear. So, when you listen to
1: it. It is all And then I'm
0: sitting at work listening to it just working you know just doing my work listening to this album and now i'm paying attention to it i got the headphones in i'm paying attention to what she's saying i mean i'm relating to what she's saying with my own personal life so by the end of the album i'm just like i just want Mary to be happy like oh my god why can't she just be happy like you know what i'm saying like and then and then on top of that how much Mary has meant to me in my life and it meant to black people as a Mary's whole for the culture.
1: Mary's fundamental. Yes.
0: It's just like, oh my God, I just want Mary to be happy. Why do you can't be happy? Like it was crazy that I and I was just like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done. Why am I sitting up listening to this depressing that shit at work? But I didn't realize how like I mean, of course, that was general knowledge. Everybody knows my life is depressing. That's you funny. didn't realize how depressing it was.
1: You until didn't. You listened until you got to grown.
0: Yes. Yes. And then you get it. So, I was like, that was dumb on my part. 94? was that? 94?
1: Yeah. I was 9 years old.
0: Wait. 94? You was not 9.
1: 94? I was 9. You were 1 in
0: 82? 83. 83? Okay. So, in 94... You were
1: 9 too, nigga. No,
0: that's 11. Because ninety three is ten. That's ten years. So ninety four. Ah, oh, eleven. Okay, yes. You're right.
1: Okay, okay. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. Got fucked up. <laughs> I was fucking eleven.
0: Yeah. So, but I didn't like. But the the album didn't become real big until ninety five. So by ninety five, it was like twelve, and it was just like, okay, we just love the songs. But in your thirties, it's a whole different beast. So I made that mistake at work a few years ago and said never do it again <laughs> but when they re-released it with the commentary I was like I have to listen if for nothing else she's going to be spilling some tea and she did it in a very respectful way you know she didn't necessarily talk bad on Casey as a person and like we said she did not mention his name she talked a whole lot about how songs came about the production of it you know, cause some songs they wrote and then put the production, and some songs they had the production already and she wrote to it. There was one particular song, um, I didn't even know until after she said it, and then when I listened to it, I was like, okay, that makes sense. It was a freestyle, um, be with you. Oh. Yeah, and she said that she got in the booth and she freestyled it. So, it, so she was like, so that's the reason why i can't deal with the fact that you don't want me she was like it was choppy like that because she was freestyling so when i listened like i've always knew that that song was all over the place but after she said that i was like it totally makes sense it does you know what i'm saying it totally makes sense um what did you think like overall as far as like how they packaged this with all the commentary I thought that was a genius idea because we, because we knew, but we didn't know, you know.
1: Okay. Um, okay. Let's, uh, I'm going to start it from this point. Um, before the commentary, um, I let my girl was listening. Cause I was like, I got to listen to uh, Mary J's, uh, album, you know, my life album. And so me and her was listening to it, mm-hmm. and uh, I felt a lot of resentment from my girl, no BS, because she looked at me, and listen, like uh, keep in mind, my, my girl was born in 1990, so 1994 she was four years old. She don't she listen to Mary, but she doesn't have any fucking clue about what Mary was going through she only knows me and she was like uh basically she was like oh my god now i know how why why you act the way you act because she was taking the negative from me mm. and i had to i had to tell her like hey man listen to the whole fucking album <laughs> before you fucking start judging me goddammit!" Mm-hmm. it like she was taking that negativity like that's why I, I know how music influenced everybody. Yeah,
2: yeah. Because
1: yeah. it was some things that she took for the good, but it was some things that she was just influenced by and she was just taking it for the bad. And I'm like, nah, check this out. I ain't nowhere near who the nigga she talking about <laughs> is doing. Like, so like, let's not do that. Right. She was like, oh my God. Like, like, she was okay, like, nah, nah, nah. That. And and maybe that's not where she was going. But when she said, um, I, I, now that I know why you act the way you act. I, I took it like, hey, <laughs>
2: I'm
1: not the motherfucker she's singing about.
0: Right. <laughs> like, oh, right. yeah. So <laughs> let's not do getting, that I'm shit. I'm getting
1: offended. I'm getting offended. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, you got me fucked up. I ain't called you a bitch yet. Don't make me call you a bitch. But right. <laughs> let's do that. Um, one thing I, um, I will say is, for nostalgia um, and the commentary, a lot of people don't understand. Uh, well, a lot of women don't understand what it's like to actually go through the long haul with a man, good or bad. And and and, and my man too. We don't know what it's like to go through uh, a lot of hardships with a woman, good or bad. Um. Uh, we just we'll listen to somebody else and we'll peg our opinions off of somebody else's life instead of trying to live that life ourselves. Mm-hmm. And um what I do respect about the the um commentary about her uh, about that second album was she was giving you how she felt at that moment. So either you do relate to it or you don't. Nine times out of ten, you can relate to it on some level. And even if you can't relate to it, you can empathize on it because it's coming from an actual person in the mindset that they were on. So I think that shit is dope as fuck. Mm-hmm. What I don't want you to do, man or woman, is take that the, 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 what she was saying on top of what she was singing and try to base it on what you're doing right now. Cause it all three of those is three different things you can relate to it on certain levels but it ain't the whole thing and that's basically what she was trying to tell you and in and in, 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 in talking about it it's not and you know everything is different this is what she was going through
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: and so please take that and don't think you're living Mary's life man yeah. or a woman don't don't do that yeah. that was just what she was going through
0: yeah, but I feel like what she was going through, I feel like this particular album meant so much to a lot of people because they may have been going through similar situations. And she spoke for them.
1: True. <clears throat> you
0: know. Like
1: But you hit it on the nose similar.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cause it may not have been specific, you know. It but the core of this album is basically, I just want to be loved. That's it. I
1: want. Why you don't love me? Why
0: can't you love me the way I love you?
1: What did I do so wrong? Right. Nigga, I suck your dick every morning. <laughs> I let you come in this pussy raw. <laughs> Nigga, I be buying you motherfucking Jodysey boots. Nigga, I don't even wear it. I wore Jodysey boots one time for what's the four one one. All of a sudden, I gotta buy you this shit. You in (laughs) a desert with this bullshit. You fuck these boots up. I gotta buy you a whole other pair. Right. And you
0: know they hard to come by. That ain't what you were living. Right. They hard to come
1: by now because we didn't make them popular. Right. Come on, man. It took me three weeks to find them boots, and you put them bitches in the dirt. Right. Right. Talking
0: about begging, I'm begging. You
1: ain't begging shit. You ain't begging nothing. (laughs) What you're doing is thinking, I'm gonna just do whatever the fuck right. I'm gonna do for you. Right.
0: But I got mind control over Devo. Every
1: time you, you say book, jump, you say hi, hi. Right. I'm
0: gonna get you, your boot. But when you walk out the room, I'm gonna take them back. But then when you come back, I'm gonna give them back to you. I'm
1: gonna dump the sand yeah. out. Cause that's what that bitch had to do. <laughs> she had to dump the sand out to sell them bitches. <laughs> this nigga was,
0: baby, I'm begging, baby, <laughs> I'm
1: begging, begging. And then slapping her in the motherfucking stool. Bitch. Shut right. up!
0: Now, that biopic would be amazing. That biopic right there would be fucking... Up. I think it will be better than a Whitney and Bobby biopic. I honestly do.
1: Oh, yeah. Because she a hood bitch, so you know she was getting beat the fuck up.
0: They was banging.
1: Because she was bang. I, banging. You said it right. Man, Mary Jane ain't letting a nigga just slap her.
0: Right. She uh, a chick from Yonkers with a country-ass nigga from South Carolina, or North Carolina, shit.
1: These niggas was fighting, fighting.
0: They
1: was banging. They, they were banging. fighting. They
0: was gang-banging I banging can guarantee it you, <laughs>
1: in, a, in, a, in a whole nutshell, if if we do percentage of win and losses, right. that bitch from Yonkers has probably beat the shit out of Casey way oh, more times no. than he'll beat the shit out of her. It's the fact that she a woman, though.
0: Yeah, but and he, so didn't, he didn't have. Any no meat beat, on
1: his bones. yeah, any fucking beating is just wrong if you are a man. But like she said, ain't no meat on his bones. They probably went at it all the time, and she probably won the majority of the fucking fights. Yeah,
0: I'm putting a bit of money on that shit. Like if they were to get in the ring now,
1: that nigga was like 126 pounds and 30. Right,
0: soaking wet.
1: She yeah. was fucking him up. Yeah. He probably got some shit off when she was tired. She been, been on stage for fucking four hours. He probably beat the shit out of her after that shit. But that regular wake up in the morning slap you in the face shit. Right. She broke a lot of mirrors with this nigga yes. whole ass body.
0: Right. Right. Oh yeah. It was going down. It was definitely going down. <coughs> um Yeah. I I um I definitely, definitely appreciate it that album even more now that we've hit 25 years and with the commentary and
1: her 25 fucking years. Yeah, her
0: telling the stories of how some of the songs came about. And I didn't realize how much involved Chucky Thompson was in the process. Yeah. Um that was dope. Um I didn't know that Jojo wrote on the song wrote on the album. I didn't know that Devonte produced um no one else i think it was no one else yeah so i like getting all the the technical insight to the album you know because like we just knew for the most part we knew Chucky Thompson was a part of it but not as much as he actually was right we knew puffy was a part of it of course um but i didn't know the other Oh, I one love one. the
1: puffy intros.
0: Yeah.
1: Or interludes. I, yeah. Intros, interludes, all that shit. Excuse
0: me. I always liked
1: them. I thought that shit yeah. was fresh. I'm like, damn. Cause he tried to put it as hip-hop as as possible. Like, right. He tried to make her album as dope as it was by itself. He tried to make it hip-hop.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, he tried to make everybody know this is Mary J. Blige. That is still a hip hop artist. Right. He didn't try to peg her as an R and B artist. Right. It was just a hip hop artist.
0: Right. That was her title, the Queen of Hip Hop and Soul. Yeah. You know. So, um, and I feel like she may have been the first to do that because hers being a singer, you would have you know, automatically put her R and B. That's it. She, not I mean?
1: only is she the first, she's actually the only one that re, w- would stay in that, that that stayed in that genre. Yeah. She's the only one that stayed true hip-hop, period. Yeah. This Whatever I do is right. still hip-hop. Right. She's the only one that stayed true to that.
0: Right, right. And she's, she's like, still and true to that. all right?
1: the shit that she's ever done mm-hmm. yeah. It's I'm a hip-hop artist.
0: Right, right. Just, you know, just with the fact that she was able to successfully go on tour with like Jay-Z and Nas. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, like you wouldn't put a regular R&B artist with a great rapper. No. You know what I'm saying? So no, you,
1: the they it, tried it. Yeah. They tried it with Maya and you see what I mean. <laughs> that went. Shout out I mean, to Maya. I think you fucking fine. But they tried it with you and that shit didn't go nowhere.
0: But I just appreciate her so much and I thought that this was a great way to appreciate this monumental album. Um,
1: did you have any final thoughts on that album? I don't have no final thoughts on that album because, um, like I said, uh, um, I grew up with this album. I, I, I thought the album was a, a beast anyway to get the, uh, excuse me, to, uh, get the different, um, levels of where she was at on different songs. It's, also, it's dope, but I don't give a fuck. I like them songs anyway. I'm just one of them, like. It's great that you did it because that's going to give you more money because you can sell it. Mm-hmm. You can pitch that to anybody because you can damn sure pitch it to me and I'll buy it. Yeah. The thing is, I love the songs regardless.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, you loved them as a kid and then you love I, them as an adult, but then you
1: appreciate them. Exactly. As an adult as well. exactly. You I didn't was about to say, appreciate it back then. I appreciate them now. Now that I'm listening to it, like, um, uh, 'Cause we were supposed to listen to I Love You.
0: Yeah, before we even knew that this album was being re-released with the commentary, I had already said, Hey, let's analyze I love you off of this off of this uh album. So the fact that I did a quick Google search and saw that they was re releasing the album, I was like, Oh, wow, this is right on time. Right on time. So, to go to the song.
1: Let's get on that Let's get shit.
0: on into the song. Uh, so, what we were going to do, or what we are going to do, rather, is we are going to are gonna go do? through the song, I Love You, which is on. My life. My life. This song. Um, okay. So, please <laughs> so, story. Oh. Uh, Ever since the album came out, I've been singing this song completely wrong. And that's the reason why I was like, okay, let's go on ahead and try to analyze this song. Because it's a Jack up song. And I was listening to it in like a week or two ago. And I was like, I'm singing this wrong. Let me look up the lyrics. I never knew what she said at this point. Because at the beginning, she says... When I found out that you were leaving me, I always said, and don't laugh, when I found out that you were the thing B, that's what it sounded huh? like.
1: <laughs> what? That
0: did not make sense at all. I'm putting that out there. It don't make sense.
1: That's why. Like. I, hey, listen. <laughs> this is why. <laughs> Hands down. We got a problem when New York niggas, because we be like, them niggas don't be saying nothing, B. They be saying a lot. What happens is, we misconstrued some shit. This motherfucker, and yeah. they just misconstrued some shit. And so, it just sounds weird to us because these niggas got it wrong. <laughs> these niggas are from New York. They know how to talk to people. They're around millionaires every day. The, they They know how to talk to people. Uh, yeah. Stop thinking that. <laughs> but that's Stop thinking not this whole time this motherfucker was saying some wrong shit.
0: Wrong shit. Yeah. I've done that with a few songs. Well,
1: people in New York was totally relating to it.
0: <laughs> right. They got it. But I'm um, when I tell you, I was watching a lot I was watching a live show of hers. Of her singing that song, and that's what made me be like, let me look up the list, because I know I'm saying it wrong, but this is just how I always said it, and that's just what it was. So yeah, that's what I did.
1: I'm gonna keep it totally 100 with y'all. Um, my thing is, cause she's totally right, because um, when they don't um, mix and master and right, words sound different. Um, I didn't know it was all the pretty memories. I thought she was always saying those sweet memories. And if you listen to the song without actually trying to, uh, like, if you don't know the lyrics, it sounds like all the sweet memories instead of all the pretty memories. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck who you are. <laughs> because I'm pretty sure if I come, my sister is an avid Mary J. Blige fan. And if I can, I you know what, I I'm a just I'm a caller. I'm I'm, I'm not on this right now, but I'm a caller, and I'm an ask her. And I bet you she's gonna say something like sweet memories. Mm-hmm. So while Lindsay is trying to explain shit to you, I'm gonna try to find out this lady's number so I can call her.
0: <laughs> so I'm just gonna play a little snippet of the song like i said it's on my life you can go listen to the whole song after you finish listening to us
1: but that right there is heat yeah. sometimes i'll be thinking like you know i should just dust my mic off and sing <laughs> and just rap to this right here
0: right. and you know a lot of people did because that was a hard ass beat. yes yeah
1: Says pretty memories. I hear now. Yeah, yeah, now. All I heard was sweet memories, though. Yeah.
2: See, that's all you heard
1: all those sweet memories. Yeah. All right. So, I, got, I had bitches <clears throat> singing this shit wrong as fuck.
0: Dude. So, the chorus is All Those Pretty Memories. I know you can hear me now. For the record, I love you. I love you. Hold on. Hello. Hello. Hold on. Hello? Hopefully I'm it's
1: filming. What's up? All right, bye, y'all. Hey, okay. sus What you doing? I ain't doing shit. Okay. Hey, check this out. Um, Hey, um, I'm on my podcast right now. Hey, this is my sister. Hey, Toya. Hey, this is Lindsay. This (laughs) is Lindsay. I'm with my cousin Lindsay. Okay. All right. So, check this out. Do you remember Mary J. Blige's album? The second album. my life uh, 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 my life yes yes do you remember the songs from my life which one I love you I love you yes uh, I
2: don't know, I, don't know but I love you <laughs> I know <laughs> <laughs> Check this out.
1: Watch this. Check this out. Do you remember this? all the sweet memories?
0: I know you can hear me now. For,
1: For the, the record, record, I love, I love you. you. I love yeah, you. Yeah, what, what, is that the name of that? Yes, I love you. That's the name of the song. I thought it was Sweet Memories or <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hey Toya, <laughs> hey sister, I love you so much. You know why? <laughs> but because we all thought that. We all thought that it was sweet memories, right? You, you know the real lyrics are pretty memories. Yes. No, but do you do you know that the real lyrics are pretty memories? Instead of sweet memories. You knew that? If you knew that, why the fuck would you (laughs) allow us to say sweet memories through the fucking song? You always started saying sweet memories, right? And you always thought the lyrics go, sweet memories, right? Yeah. So, you know, now this, now, you know, the song actually says pretty memories." Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, we didn't know that. That's why I called you. Cause I'm telling everybody, like my sister was an avid Mary J. Blige fan and she didn't even know this shit. Yes. These this whole time we've been singing this song, bro. Right. Yes. Right now when you listen to
0: it. We we're about to say when you listen to it. Listen to it, to it right know. now.
1: And so and then call me back because I know you're gonna laugh. Cause this whole time we've been saying sweet memories. You got to. I'm on my I'm on a, uh, me and Lindsay on the podcast right now, so I need you to call us back. So we can, legit, we can solidify this. Okay, okay, I'm about to right now. All right, bet. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Shouts out to her lying like a <laughs> motherfucker. She was lying, talking about, yeah, that's the leg. She didn't know the goddamn lyrics either. Fucking lying ass. She just always want to act like she knows shit. That's the problem with having an older sibling job. They be like, Dang nah, it. y'all was fucked up. We knew that. We she knew she didn't know that shit either.
0: <laughs> okay, so that's the chorus. So the first verse is, when I found out that you were leaving me, I couldn't sleep thinking about all the things that we've been through. Now, all I want to do is tell you that I miss you so much, you know I really, really miss you. Thoughts?
1: Well, even when they, to this day, the uh, when um from the first time I heard it to now, I just always knew she was singing to a nigga that went to jail. <laughs>
0: that's a good a good explanation. Yeah. And it could very. It's not a nigga important. that
1: died. Yeah, that, that's not a died nigga. That's not a nigga yeah. that passed away. That's a nigga that's got that's, that's about to do ten years.
0: Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see this song being written out in a in a letter that you are gonna send to your dude that just got locked up. Yeah, I can definitely see because
1: that. you 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 yeah. let him know, and I mean and ladies, really respect Mary J. For this because she let him know. For the record, I love you. But you locked up for five years. If you think I ain't going to get no dick
2: in those five years,
1: you have lost your fucking mind. I'm going to get dick that's 10 times bigger than yours. I'm going to get dick that's 10 times smaller than yours. But for the record. I'm just going to get some dick. For the record, though. I love you, though. So if none of them dicks are good enough for me to stay with, trust me. I am going to help a felon get his life on. <laughs> that's how she was telling motherfuckers, like real shit. I just want y'all to know that. That
0: could that could very well equate to that situation. That that's that's yeah. what it was. That part of the song.
1: Yes, that's what it that's was. was.
0: Now when we come to the bridge, maybe maybe not.
1: But... It was the same thing in the bridge. Listen to the bridge.
0: Right, well, let's go to verse two. Now that I'm on my own, I know that in time I'll find somebody new. Oh, is her? Yeah,
1: this 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 my sister, y'all. Uh oh, uh oh, you listening to the shit? She listening to the shit, y'all. What is Exactly. That's you hearing it now, though. You only hear it because I told you. <laughs> but you only hearing it because I told you that. I'm only it because you told me. Exactly. Know, so if I never would have told you that, you would have been still singing all the sweet memories. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. I'm flipping off my nieces, y'all. <laughs> you see that? I'm flipping off my nieces. Yeah, nah, I ain't it work? I'm in my podcast. I'm. This is a podcast, eh? This is me and me and cousin Lindsey. <laughs> like, oh, now you don't want to do the Now you don't want to be a part of this. I told y'all be doing big shit, nigga. <laughs> oh, y'all be. Oh, oh, so you thought I was bullshitting. Welcome to my podcast, Shay. Welcome to the podcast. What you eating? Is that cornbread? Look at y'all. Look at y'all. Y'all eating that bullshit. Hey, check this out. Um, I got some shit coming out um for both of y'all. I got some onesies and I got uh some athletic shit. When I come out with the shit, man, I uh, I gotta fuck with me. I got y'all. My nigga. Yeah. My <laughs> nigga. You hear me? Always. Always. I love you, though. I love you, too. Always saying that Mary J. Blige something wrong. You fucked my whole life up. I want you to know that. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking you fucked me up for life. <laughs> Alright, sis, I love you. Sorry, y'all. That was my sis. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but for real, we all thought they made oh, that black shit. All wrong. We all had that shit, bro. Right.
0: right. So we're we're doing our part for the culture right now. Yes. to get everybody on the same page with the lyrics Here we
1: go. <laughs> I was today years old when I found out what the lyrics was
0: <laughs> so on um, verse 2 she says now that I'm on my own I know that in time I'll find somebody new who will treat me better than you so now that I'm now that I'm all alone without you but I still love you you know I'll never live without you That was pretty tough. That's just like, I'm going to move on. Since you don't want me no more, I'm going to move on. But damn it, I still love you. It, and you just don't have to know that. And that's just
1: like. It it's is. still a nigga locked up. <laughs> I, and, I mean, I just I really feel like Mary J. Blot, like Casey was a nigga she was fucking, but she really was writing songs for a nigga that was locked up that she really wanted to say, man, come on. I told you, you don't have to do all this shit. I got you. I was about to sign a record deal you fucked that shit up.
0: I mean, that is a way to look at it. (coughs) So, then the bridge. (coughs) Excuse
1: me. All the sweet memories. No, I'm just waiting. waiting.
0: (laughs) I wish you'd change your ways soon enough so we can be together. You just don't understand good love. But now all we have is memories.
1: That's, those are some bars. <clears throat> those are definitely bars. Um, I'm pretty sure um a lot of people have, have have been through that.
0: Yeah.
1: I know a lot of y'all in this generation has been through that man because shit, we lose people every day, and not only do we lose people every day, we got we got little dudes. They be fucking the shit out these girls and then turn around and say they don't even like them. They like they brother. This a fact. This a real ass fact. Y'all be thinking everything anything I say ain't jokes, y'all. I know this shit from, you know what I'm saying, from experience. I done seen this shit happen. I done seen niggas that was in y'all generation between the era of 20 to 20 fucking seven. Be like, I only fucked with that bitch because I liked her brother for real. Mm. Y'all niggas is weird.
0: Mm. Wow. I did not expect you to say
1: that. <laughs> I don't judge nobody, man. I don't, I don't be trying to judge nobody. Because I did a lot of shit in my you know what I'm saying? In my life. I never fucked with a dude but I've, I've 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 did a lot of shit in my life i've i've you known saying i pissed over a lot of good people mm-hmm. but i know in y'all generation like and that verse a that verse can say a lot yeah yeah and that's only it, long, it, it
0: that's,
1: could that,
0: definitely fit into different scenarios.
1: yeah and it's that's only one scenario that, that I i can scenario. think of right now
0: that is a scenario um it could fit into the jail to the jail scenario that you said. Yeah, it could. I've always took it. <clears throat> I've always took it for what she was going through with Casey. Cause I mean, that's what that's what it was. So I never thought about it meaning anything else other than a relationship. <clears throat> Of somebody leaving the other one and the other one just like I I don't want to accept this but since I'm reluctantly having to I still want you to know that I love you. And I wish you would change your ways so we could be on track but the way that you are and the way that I am we know that this shit ain't gonna work but I still love you. We know it so much that you are willing to leave me which is probably for the best even though i don't want it to happen i still love you and had you changed your ways maybe we could still be together because i'm perfect and i don't need to be changed
1: No.
0: (laughs) but i mean that's kind of how
1: that's yeah kind of how she's
0: saying it like I wish you change your ways soon enough so we could be together. I
1: mean, if it, I mean, if we're gonna put it in a, a scenario of KC and KC uh, and Mary J, then yeah, I can see her saying that. Mm-hmm. But I can't see her saying that to nobody else. The only reason why she said that to KC is because KC was a non-functioning drunk. That's a difference, mm-hmm. you know. If, if he was a functioning drunk. She wouldn't have never wrote that song. I mean, if you if it's basing it on what Lindsay said, she would have never had no reason to write that song because he's a functioning drunk. We all know, But I mean, well I don't know about we, because I don't know how y'all feel, but I grew up in that generation of them being uh, the elder statesman Jodeci, who was the shit that that, that my older sisters like, and I've actually got to go to multiple concerts um, from Jodeci. Um, What I realized from even being able to go backstage, these niggas are full ass alcoholics. Well, Casey and JoJo was full fledged alcoholics. Uh, Devontae drunk a little bit. I only seen him drink like one thing, like one time my whole life. I swear to God, I'm in the four concerts. I only seen him drink one time. Uh... I've never seen that one drink anything.
0: Yeah. Uh, and you can tell that those are the brothers that are more put together. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, I've seen Casey and Jojo knock down Heineken, <laughs> Hennessy, uh, fucking vodka. Uh, uh, well, excuse me, I because I I want to give y'all names. Uh, I think it was I I think at that time it was. Uh, it was Amsterdam, and it was uh, some cheap ass uh, tequila called like uh, like Take Five or some bullshit. I I done seen them knock all this shit down in one time. Yeah. Them niggas is full fledged alcoholics.
0: Yeah, and that was addressed when they did they uh, reality show when they was trying to get back on the scene. It was a reality show they did with TV One trying to get their life back together. And it was like Keith Sweat trying to push them into getting their life back together. So he was like spearheading the whole transformation. And it was a good show, but it was addressed their demons. And especially for JoJo. Because JoJo had medical issues behind his alcoholism.
1: Yeah. When I actually got... uh, First time I got to see him, I was like 15. But the next time I got to see him, I was, like, 24, 25. And I think he was already diagnosed with being diabetic because uh, he had a nurse with him. Mm. Like, And, you know, if y'all think I'm bullshitting, uh, I mean, if this ever goes anywhere, you know what I'm saying? You can, like, look up their concerts and all that. That nigga legit had a nurse with him just in case he overexalted himself. So I think he had, like, type 2 diabetes and all sorts of shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so.
1: I don't know for sure what he had, but I know he had a nurse on standby. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so. I feel like this song really hits the core of a relationship that needs to end. Reluctantly. But nonetheless, you know, because it just, you may have pretty memories or sweet memories or whatever.
1: (laughs) All the sweet memories.
0: (laughs) But it just sounds like it just needed to end. But at the end of the day, I still love you. And it's a dope ass song, surface level. It's an amazing on the surface level, but once you dig down into the core of what it means, it's like, fuck, It's is... still dope. It's dope. I think when it's, it's if when when, when, when you
1: dig into the core of it, it makes it even more dope to me because it's one of them things where, you know, not that the artist is being transparent, but the artist is also uh, without being transparent. I am writing a song that a million and a half people can relate to so even if it went on reality even if it went on even if it was broadcast it's still a, it, it was it's not a made-up situation mm-hmm. and so i i think if they had even brought that to the light it would have just made it even you know what i'm saying better like i i think. And this is me just being me. Y'all can fault me for who I am. But sometimes us as men need to be held accountable for shit. And I think when, when, when women hold that back, they're holding us stagnant. Because the only way we can ever be held accountable for it is if it's brought to the limelight so we can admit to our failures. You know? I think that was you know. What I'm saying the big issue about that, even though it's a great song, it would have been a really, really great song if she would have pointed, point blank, put it out there like, "This is the nigga I'm involved with, and I wrote this song." Like Whitney used to do that shit all the time. I, I wrote that song about Bobby. I wrote it about Bobby, even if it was a fucked up song. I wrote it about Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. You
0: know,
1: make but make us make a difference.
0: To a point. Maybe that's why all the more reason And that's why because she was young. Yeah. This was
1: 1993
0: fucking 3. Yeah, so that ma- that probably makes it all the more um uh, reason why she had to put out my life the anniversary edition the way that she did with the commentary because she's gotten to the point where she's able to talk freely about what was going on while they were in yeah. the filming or while they were recording this album, you know.
1: Cuz I you bet she still look, love Casey.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. To this day. Absolutely. That
1: little skinny nigga nigga probably was dropping dick off heavy. (laughs) You hear me? Like, she already lost half her money to a nigga who probably wasn't even dropping dick off as heavy as KC was dropping that shit.
0: And, you know, when you go through another big public breakup like she did with her divorce, that can make you appreciate what you've been through. You know what I'm saying? And appreciate what you learned from going through that. And I forgive you. Yeah. And that could be So don't drop some dick off in this fifty year old pussy. (laughs) Well, I probably Because I
1: forgive you, nigga.
0: I wouldn't go there for it. She probably ain't fooling with him on that level no more. But then probably have made her come to a realization that hey, I can forgive. So you
1: think she won't fuck Casey now?
0: I don't think so. I don't think. I mean, look at him now compared to look at her now. They on two totally different levels.
1: Look how he was back then, though.
0: Yeah, back then.
1: He was still just a poor little nigga trying to be something. But he was the lead
0: singer of Jodeci back then. Now he's a grown
1: poor ass nigga trying to sing his way out of it.
0: Yeah, he is. But look at who she is. Look at who she is.
1: Look she at who is, she was back then.
0: But now she she is, still was
1: somebody better she than was uh, Casey. Absolutely. Well,
0: not she was solo back then.
1: No, back then. back then, yes, she was so solo and that big.
0: JoJoC was a big fucking deal.
1: They and were. then when
0: Casey and JoJo stepped out, they were a bigger deal. JoJoC was a
1: big fucking deal, but Joe does see. But niggas, and JoJo. Mary J. Blige was way bigger than Joe Dussie.
0: Yes, when you look back on it. Yes. yes. But I'm talking about in that moment. In that moment when My Life came out, Joe C was humongous. That's when they had came out and with that the show The After album. Party. Yeah, when, but that was their third album, the show The After Party at the Hotel. That was around that time. They were astronomical at that time. That's compared, still her second
1: album. Right. But that's selling right. way more units. Uh, well. Yeah. Yeah. To look this it point, up. Yes. Yeah. Up to this point. I was I about that. to say, yeah. yeah. But but she was in, selling way more units. I don't think she was selling way more units. You
0: better but,
1: look, not look back
0: that back shit in. up. Not back then. Yeah. Look, look back
1: then. <laughs> We're going to look it up, ladies and gentlemen.
0: But you're probably going to find the stats for now, from then to now. No. No. No.
1: No. No. Okay. No. No. We'll, we'll see. Because I'm going to Google. Let's see. Oh, boom. Let me go. We're going to go. Jodeci, Mary J. Blige. What was that? My Life came out in
0: 1994. Uh-huh. What was the one week one numbers for My Life? And then the week one numbers for the show After Party Hotel. I think, I think that came out in 95. Might need to look up Diary of a Mad,
1: of a Madman. I had that jump off, that jump off was hate. what We gonna find out.
0: Yeah. Okay. So Diary of a Madman came out in 93. Okay. December I mean... 93. And then the show The After Party Hotel came out in 95. Okay.
1: July '95. July. So, we're doing, if we're doing that album versus my life album. Okay.
0: So, the show that after party, the hotel versus. Yeah. Okay. So, let's see.
1: I'm about to look Chart. at my life right now.
0: My track listing. Chart history. Okay. So, the show that after party hotel peaked Billboard 200 number two and R&B number one. So my life
1: i just be wanting to be right y'all like even if i'm wrong <laughs> i'm
0: gonna
1: i'm I'm gonna make some type of rebuttal right here like real shit
0: okay so let's see this came out november 29th 94 mm-hmm. so it's basically the same uh charts Billboard peak number seven, 200, and num- R&B was number one. So the number show that after-party the hotel was a better. No. Was, no. I... Both of them peak number one in on the R&B hip-hop. For the Billboard 200, my life peak number seven, and the show that after-party hotel peak, peak number, number two. two. So
1: Okay. it was jealousy.
0: It was jealousy. It was
1: jealousy. It was jealousy. Alright, fuck it. It was jobs. Yeah. <laughs> but where them niggas at now, B. Exactly. Where the fuck them niggas why at now? Why Even I say, fucking Devontae. breaking down not. Devontae. That nigga ain't nowhere right now. Where Mary J at? Making movies, bitch? All the Still more
0: reason why something? I say that Mary J. Blige would not fuck
1: with KC on that level no more. I think she probably will though. <laughs> And yeah, she getting that age. I, 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 I mean, I know from experience, once you get like 46, 47, that pussy just be wet for no reason. Face Okay. I'm just saying. And if you got a nigga that just don't get hard all the time, you know, you going to fuck with some outside dick. If if Casey's dick is always hard.
0: He got that crack snap.
1: Yeah. got that crack dick. She fucking that shit. I uh,
0: I I I don't see it happening. But I Stranger know. Things have happened.
1: You I know. Do. I know.
0: Stranger things have happened. So
1: Jada uh, fucked a uh a, a dope head August Al You think Mary J. Blige won't fuck a dope head <laughs> with a Casey? Get the fuck out of here. She's familiar with that dick. And that dick got chemicals in it (laughs) to make it stay hard longer. I'm resting my (laughs) case.
0: All right. So to wrap things up in a bowl, last thing we're going to talk about is the movie Spell. The movie Spell um, came out a couple weeks ago. (sighs) It um stars. Huh, Ar-
1: ju, 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 ju.
0: <laughs> it stars Amari Hart. Huh, ju,
1: ju, 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 ju.
0: And Loretta Devine.
1: The root magic nigga. Yeah.
0: Um. It pretty much not to give too many spoilers. It's but
1: dumb as fuck. But <laughs> it's dumb.
0: I wouldn't say.
1: I don't. I I I do not believe Ghost got killed off to make a movie like this. He should be able to make a better movie.
0: I didn't think it was. But it gave me a lot of misery. Like, it was a lot of things that you can compare. Oh, yeah. Not not gave me personally, but it gave me the movie. It gave you
1: that vibe. Yeah.
0: It gave you that vibe. Misery vibe. Because she wasn't necessarily the one that made him, you know. Um handy wanted
1: well, you make him handicap, but well, the plane so, made him Yeah, the plane made
0: him she
1: was still a root worker, right, so she caused a lot i I wouldn't give it I wouldn't give it a, a misery vibe. i I think it was I really do think it was uh, a a movie that was um that's basically uh transcribed all on its own because uh we don't really speak about, you know. Our black devils, the thing that scares us. I mean, you know, our scary movies are really bent on, you know, whatever white genre or uh Asian genre at the time. Uh root magic for black folks is very, very scary. Yeah. Like we really believe in root magic. Like I'm I was born a Jehovah's Witness, and my mama still says things to this day to me, like, do not eat spaghetti from a woman unless you are actually in a relationship with it because they can put root magic in it they will put their period blood in it
0: Duh, like somebody, real
1: shit so
0: I had somebody actually say that
1: to me yeah because black people believe in root magic because yeah. before what when that's why I tell people all the time like stop thinking that white people stole everything from us a lot of it a, a lot of stuff still carried from generations from way back then. And I know root magic carried from way back then. Yeah. We still believe in root magic.
0: That, that was root thing.
1: magic is there, and I I do believe at some point root magic is still real because we all still believe in it. Mm-hmm. And and only thing only thing that makes anything real is belief. Mm-hmm. And so that's the only that's the only plus I give about that movie is because yeah we all at one point we all believe in root magic.
0: Yeah, and that's one thing we don't necessarily play with. So it is extremely scary to us. Um, And it is uh, something that was passed down in generations. Um, that was one of the things that they couldn't brainwash out of us while we were enslaved. No. So. Because
1: um, you can never brainwash out of fear. Yeah. You can make another fear, but you can never brainwash out of fear. Yeah. fear is always going to be there forever.
0: Yeah, so that's something that... Even we,
1: if you overcome it.
0: So that element was something that we just didn't really take lightly. And so that element on top is going to be something that's going to be scary to us. I didn't... I didn't mind the movie. Uh, thought it was a little cheesy at times but the gore had me cringing like the nail in the foot i was sitting here like oh like i felt his pain the whole time Listen. oh just thinking of it damn
1: for him God. to have to slam that bitch back in his Ooh. goddamn damn foot Ooh. was so horrific. I would have passed oh. out.
0: Oh, child.
1: I would have passed the fuck out.
0: It's
1: one thing um that I know, because before I decided to become a Noriega super thug, <laughs> I was um what? What? into, yeah, what, what,
0: what,
1: what, what, what? <laughs> I was so into medicine. I know that when you remove something from the muscles, uh your muscles, because we're so unique as human beings, they have a tendency to try to grow themselves back. Mm-hmm. And so he was on that foot for a long time. So he had to go not only through already torn muscle, he had to go through repaired muscle. You was a beast for that, my nigga. Because repaired muscle. It's the hardest muscle to fuck because it's it's in so much because it's nothing but nerves. It's nothing but nerves. Bro, I got my whole... I got this this fucking shit right. I can't pull my whole shit up. I remember getting my shit sliced before. And I remember because I was a kid and I was stupid. I unwrapped my shit and thought it was cool to spread my shit open.
2: Like, so I can
1: see what was going on with my shit. I will never do that again for two reasons. One, when I opened it up, I never knew nothing about nerve endings. For two, I've never been so hurt in my whole life, and I did it to myself. The minute that those air pockets, I mean, excuse me, the minute that those nerve endings had air pockets, it felt like somebody stabbed every piece of my forearm Mm. at once. Mm. That was the most pain I've ever felt my whole fucking Mm. life. Mm.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So for that nigga (laughs) to tear that fucking shit out and then Forcefully put that bitch back in. Mm. I would have mm-hmm. fucking died, dude. <laughs> I would have not Ooh. been able to carry a conversation with them, them motherfuckers. I would have been sweating. I would have been on the verge of passing out. I probably would have told them, just take the fucking foot. <laughs> <laughs> just take the fucking foot. Yeah, y'all know y'all caught me running. Right. Take the fucking foot. Right. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> That's
0: right. There would have been no do anything way.
1: but to take this
0: no take this pain way.
1: from me. If yeah. they're taking the pain, is cutting his foot off? Cut the There's fucking foot off.
0: There's no way I would have put that nail back in. I don't give a damn. just
1: the He t- had to slam that motherfucker right, in the
0: head. right. Like
1: I, because like I told y'all, the thing about it is the unique part of the body is it, it tries to it tries to heal itself. To heal so. Itself. When once you take shit away from it, the nerve endings try to fuse back together. And that's the thing. Before cartilage and muscle and all that, it has to be nerve endings first. So that's the only way your shit connects and moves like it's supposed to. So he went maybe 20, 30 minutes, didn't nothing connect but nerves. Do you know what it is? Have you ever had a fucked up tooth? And they said, that is open. So the nerve is hitting it. And so every time the wind hit the nerve. Do you feel how painful that is? Imagine that being through a whole foot.
0: And it was a one of them really, really, really big, big um, nails. It wasn't like, no, Damn I'm going to hang a picture up now. It was, I'm about to build this barn. They
1: had to just cut my goddamn foot Like
0: That bitch was huge.
1: I and wouldn't have faked it. I wouldn't. They they couldn't have came back up there and unwrapped no nothing. No, I'd have been like pussy. It is what it is. Y'all know I was downstairs. Right. Motherfucker. Right. Like right. I'ma just be a told nigga at that point. I figured out it point. was a
0: nail in my foot. I took it out. Like it's just what it is. Now do you? Now I was getting the impression that they put that nail there to try to keep him uh, from not venturing off. Do you think that the nail was there? Or do you think it happened from the plane
1: crash? No, they put that nail in there.
0: They
1: did? Okay. They put that that nail in there so uh, they can keep him uh, stagnant. Um, What they didn't uh, expect was his uncanny ability to uh, surpass pain. And that's the thing where I think they should have dwelled on that more with his father. Yeah, yeah. They should have. It, it should have been more insight to his father because he was just doing unnatural shit.
0: Right, and they had the little flashbacks, but it was like
1: it wasn't enough. It wasn't. It wasn't enough, enough for him because it, it it took it it took you to just know because you a nigga that he knew what root magic was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, and because
0: yeah. it came out a little bit that he knew when he went to go fill up um, the plane with the gas. Yeah. So, you know, but, and then it, how everybody was acting all weird when they was like, "Oh, we going over there. Oh, y'all going over. There, oh, there. oh, okay. Um, well, all right. Good luck with that.
1: I love the little black dude. That was like. Oh, with the phone. Yeah, as soon as he was like, I where y'all going? I ain't I ain't heard of nobody being dead around here. And he was like, We're going way up yonder. And that nigga looked at that phone and he was like, Well, I guess I guess to be going.
0: <laughs> right. Those fish
1: is gonna be by him. Right. Like he said, Fuck what you talking about, nigga. Right. I ain't right. got nothing to do with that shit. Nothing at all.
0: Here go your phone back. I right. ain't fucking they, with over the mouth. Right. And then when O'Mori told old oh, our or old oh, man that in the um, gas station, the gas the gas station guy was like, oh, you sure you don't want to take this with you? This for protection. Because he had already to him this for protection. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, nah, I don't believe in that shit. Yes, you do. Like to, to his yeah. core, I feel like he was, I feel like he knew that shit from his upbringing. And but that was the thing. To, he was denying me, it. Yeah. He's been trying to be so many years removed.
1: That's why I do like the uh, when he had the flashback when his daddy told him flat out like look, like what you too better for us you don't believe in this mm-hmm. it believes in you
0: right it don't matter if you don't
1: believe it. <laughs> it, it, like, believes in you. it believe in you nigga mm-hmm. so you you trapped right you you trapped in this
0: right now one thing I didn't um, I didn't catch them actually explaining is how he knew how to pick locks because they showed us that he knew how to pick locks. In the beginning, and then they showed us when he used that skill while he was trapped in the attic. But they didn't. That ain't necessarily a skill that everybody has. So like, you don't they know
1: didn't how to pick locks. I
0: don't know how to pick no locks. What? Oh, why would I know how to pick locks?
1: Because it's the easiest thing to do. Most mm-hmm. um okay um most uh rudimentary doors
0: mm-hmm.
1: are very easy to pick. You can um, take the um, the, uh, the the what was it? Tony clip, the long thing out of Tony mm-hmm. Clipper that that the, the gets up under the top. Yeah. You can take that and and unlock the most rudimentary locks. Um, and it doesn't take any skill. All it takes is fiddling. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I think.
0: But I just feel like they put so much emphasis on it.
1: Only that it
0: right. may, that it.
1: And I We needed it.
0: to know why he knew this,
1: but we already knew his daddy was a root nigga.
0: But the fact that they, I feel like maybe that's a script flaw, because the fact that you made it y'all's point to put that in the beginning of this movie, so that we can revert back to it when it came time for him to. Because it's it. a
1: get it out the mud type of uh, thing. I took it as but, a get it out the mud. Uh,
0: but if it if it's something that's supposed to be general knowledge that people know. Then it they shouldn't have put so much emphasis on it, cause they put emphasis on it. If you're gonna draw attention to it, then we need a reason. No,
2: oh, I never know what thought man? about it like cause, that. Cause like
0: they could have omitted that part, and then when he used it, then he just would have used it, and that just would have been it. Because we just figure, okay, he knows how to.
1: I think it. I I but I guess now so thinking it, it, now I'm thinking uh on it from watching the movie. I think it was. Because uh, I think it was one of them things where, like, how his wife thought that he had totally forgot where he came from. I think that was his way of saying, I didn't forget where I came from. I just don't ever want to be there. The pick and lock? Yeah. I do like, uh, it's like, well, a lot of niggas know how to pick locks. Like, it's an easy thing for them
0: and And I and I can buy that if it wasn't for the fact that the movie put emphasis on it, because why? because there was a random part in the beginning of the movie where he picked a lot. Why do we need this here?
1: because when when it was out and that that was that was your inkling of I didn't forget where I came from. and then uh, as the movie went on, even the people that was there, Thought he forgot totally everything about where he came from. But so he that's showed where, in that's other where ways. Came in.
0: He showed in other ways. Like when he went to the gas station and he was like, oh, I haven't seen one of them since I was a kid and all that kind of stuff. That was him showing right there that he... But that wasn't him with guy. the root
1: worker, though.
0: But he also, just the fact that he knew where he was going...
1: Yeah, he now can that, navigate through the story.
0: It's it's not like he did, he's not like he forgot. We see in several ways that he ain't forgot. But but what was the emphasis that was put on him picking a lock? If we're not gonna get a backstory on why he knows how to do it.
1: But I get I, I okay I get what you say saying. I get what you say saying because it was a lot of things that were you know what I'm saying was showing that he didn't forget where he came. from mm-hmm. But uh at the same time, you saying that it was um the distraction was his wife um saying that he forgot where he came from so much that he was ruining his children so um
0: did she say forget or did she say like did she use another word because i feel like it wasn't a forget thing for him it was him like basically turning his back
1: on where yeah he came and that from. i mean but when and, you when, and when he's
0: taking all the negative from where he came from, but when you and uh, not wanting for his
1: case. and that's the same thing. When 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 you say forget where you came from, it's also it's also the thing what you say uh, on, on on the whole. You know, you only take the negative of it, and you try to you know what I'm saying. You try to display your kid, you know, or, or take your kids away from it. I I think that uh, even getting back to basics, I think we're looking too much. And to him picking a lot, uh, because we should be dwelling on the fact that um in that movie it it uh that, that's the one thing that uh that was a chess piece on the root worker was he didn't forget where he now he tried to run from it, yeah, but he didn't forget where he came he from. And that was that was the whole Trump card. And everything because everybody thought he forgot where he came from. Right, right. You right. just uppity, bougie, it came, out, nigga.
0: it came out in a conversation that he had with Loretta Devine. You know that he ain't forgot. He just don't fool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It came. It came out in the end. So I'm just saying, like, as far as like as how you put a script together and put a movie together and stuff like that, if you want to put emphasis on this here. And then use it again here. Something as. Either significant or insignificant. Is picking a lot. We need to have a backstory. On why this is here. You know what I'm saying. Outside of the fact that you are using it again. Because if it's. If it's just like a general thing. That most niggas know how to do. Why are we getting shown this twice.
1: Well you got shown it. In the beginning of the movie. And then you got shown it in a situation where it needs yeah, to happen
0: but they shouldn't have put emphasis on it if it's something that most niggas know how to do
1: they have to put emphasis on it because I how they base it they base it on in the beginning of the movie they base it on this is a this is a fucking $1,500 door with a basic lock I don't need to call a locksmith for this I can do this fast forward so, you know what I'm saying to the point where these are rudimentary locks mm-hmm. I ain't know how to do this it I I think with you and I because you probably are not the only one I think y'all you know what I'm saying that basis yeah, is is in general like you said it's rudimentary and most niggas know how to do that mm-hmm. but it was one of them where he was so well off it was nice to know that he still had that in him
0: but we would have saw that when he picked a lot while he was in the attic.
1: It, it was we just... We saw that then. But that's the thing. We didn't
0: need to see it in the beginning. They but didn't need the to be- put emphasis on it.
1: But we did, though. The, we did. Do, we had to because it was one of those things where it was a trifecta. It was a ha-ha, I got you, bitch. Just like he got his wife in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It was a... I, I need to... You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm not as fucked up as you think I am. Yeah. I just... I, I i just want certain things and i want to be a certain way yeah so i i, I think that's where it came I, I think that's how it was i think that's why the beginning and then you know what i'm saying and then yeah. in the middle of that part had it it had to go hand in hand to me it went hand in hand because it was both at the same time of haha y'all think i'm a certain way bitch. i got a whole a bunch of shit up under my sleeve mm-hmm. i just don't tell you
0: yeah
1: i don't have to yeah
0: and I, and I get that part. I just feel like it should not have We didn't meet that first scene of him picking
1: the lock. I think we did, though. I, I really I, do think I, we did. I just did. don't. I, I really think if we did.
0: Something, if it's something that
1: I think most it niggas been...
0: know how to do, then we don't need to see him continue to do this. He mm-hmm. could have just picked the lot, and they wouldn't put no emphasis on it, and we would have moved forward. With the story
1: but um, most niggas don't do you know how to pick a lock?
0: no that's what i'm saying that's why i took it like we need a story behind this why do you know how to pick a lock?
1: because i know how to pick a lock, and i know it's uh, especially locks like that it's rudimentary yeah. it's very uh, how you doing is really sticking something in there that can go to the grooves and you're just jiggling it. it's not so very hard that not, situation not is not very, very hard, hard
0: and it's not that big of a deal than we didn't
1: we did, be uh, only because of, you put, uh, 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 the first time you seen him, he was in a, a point of the halves, mm-hmm. and then you had to put him in a point of the have-nots, and so, because he was able to act like a have-not with the halves, you you automatically should have root, rooted for him when he mm-hmm. was in a situation with the have-nots, because they thought he was too bougie. Just like the halves thought he was too bougie, Okay. so he had to you know what I'm saying. It mm-hmm. he had to he had to um he had to prove himself on both levels every fucking time. Yeah,
0: yeah. And had that been a movie about proving yourself, then absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but the movie
1: wasn't about it. <laughs> Whatever. I didn't, hey, listen, I thought it was. I I thought it was dope. I I thought that part was dope. As far as spell itself, um, two out of five, no, I ain't gonna give it two, um, three out of five popcorn bags.
0: I'll give it three, two. I mean, it had, it had some entertaining elements to it, um, but then it had some ridiculous elements to it. Yeah. So, I feel like right in the middle. Absolutely. And then, you know, you can't really go against Queen Loretta, Loretta Devine.
1: Loretta Devine.
0: She, she's awesome. For her,
1: this I, this is the only role I've ever seen her play a villain on. Mm-hmm. And I think she was a great villain.
0: Yeah. I had to look up how old she was. She's 71.
1: 71. Mm-hmm. She is a beautiful 71. Yeah. I wouldn't have pegged her a day past 57. Well,
0: I, knew she, I knew she may have been in her 60s. I didn't think 71. Um, but, but yeah, yeah. So shout out to them. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not mad at Omari for picking this role. It's something totally different than what we've been seeing him in the past few years. You know, cause we saw him in that corny ass shit with Tyler Perry and he's been ghost for what, six seasons. So, um, but yeah, Hey, if you're bored one day. You know, look it up. March. I mean it's
1: not gonna be a... a, a I it I give it I did, give, I did, give, I give it three out of five popcorn bags because it's not my cup of tea as far as movies for real. Yeah. Um but if 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 it's some if like if you just bored and you need to feel time, it's a great movie to watch. Like I'm I'm not gonna downplay it like that. Like it's a great movie to the end is still gonna suck. <laughs> they wrap it up
0: with a bow. Yeah, but
1: yeah. It, um it's still gonna be something yeah, that you we know we didn't really give yeah.
0: away too many spoilers to it so we there's a lot to it's a lot to the movie that we didn't say
1: so I just watch it yourself
0: yeah all right well that concludes this episode of the issue we talk episode four
1: bem, 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 yeah. bem, <laughs> bem. hey check this out i want to say this because i know she ain't gonna say this um yeah. Uh, before we started the Ish We Talk, we were, uh, on another podcast, which she owns. Uh, we're having some discrepancies about certain things, but I want people to know this and this alone. Uh, the Ish We Talk and cussing and fussing all comes from the intelligent mind Of my engineer and co-host. And that's it. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to be on no extra shit. I'm just going to say real shit. It comes from that. So if you hear any backlash or any other downplay from it, you heard from me. Because I'm a product of both of them. It came from the brilliant mind of my cousin. That's it. That's all. I love y'all. I just like to keep it 100, and I love backlash. I love for a nigga to say <laughs> something to me for real. I'm short, but I'm cocky for real. I don't know if people know that shit. You got to see me in person.
0: You know what I'm saying?
1: So I be loving it. You know what I'm saying? I be loving for an altercation.
0: Okay, but well we're going to keep positive vibes, you know. Um, good luck to everyone involved with the old and the new.
1: Yes. Yeah. Real good luck with them. Yeah. Like real shit. I don't have no no ill will, no harbor, nothing, yeah. none of that shit. I hope you make it to the top. Like real shit, cause mm-hmm. I'm just one of them. I'm not a hater. Yeah. I want to congratulate everybody.
0: Yeah. You know, um, it's not. It's not a, a situation where just one person can eat. Everybody can eat.
1: It's fucking podcast, b.
0: You know, so, um, it's, it's enough room for everybody to eat and just, we just, w- positive vibes, wish everyone the best. And on that note,
1: <laughs> I wasn't supposed to say that. I just, <laughs> I just put that shit out. Cause I'm one of them niggas. Yeah. I don't be one to walk on eggshells and shit. I don't put that shit out there. Like it is what it is. And I respect everybody from equal parties. That's me. So, I'm just saying, though, at the end of the day, just know where it came from. It came from that beautiful mind.
0: Well, thank you. Appreciate it. Boom. But, yeah, I didn't know you were going to say
1: that. (laughs) I know you didn't. That's what your cousin do. You know what I'm saying? Your cousin, you know what I'm saying, represents my nigga. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I appreciate you for it. All right. And on that note, good day. Yeah.
1: Wrap it up the itch we talk, baby.